0: This pleases me. Oh, yeah.
1: This pleases me. This. Smart Home Technology.
0: Technology. Alexa, please turn the heating up. I'm very cold. After that, please play. Digger, digger. Here is station for No, 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 no. I don't want to miss Alexa. Smart homes. Stupid people.
2: Smart homes. Smart homes. Stupid people.
0: Smart homes. Stupid people. Smart homes. Stupid people. Smart homes smart
2: home stupid people hello and welcome to another episode of smart home stupid people and to another year i think it's still you know it's still okay to say happy new year (laughs) it's like a very fresh and young year i hope you smart home stupid 2023 Um, (laughs) right Oh. Yeah, so I hope you guys had a had a nice transition into the new year, and today's first episode of this year is kind of about New Year's resolutions, and the topic or the title is, now you switched it, <laughs> I can't read it anymore, no, I know it by heart, it's Spiritually Fit and Radical Ideas. There we go. Yep. And what does that actually mean to be spiritual fit? Would that be something that we should aim for and should not try to become more spiritual fit as one new new year's resolution
1: yeah well that's the idea that uh um often for a new year's resolution people seek out to be physically fitter or yes. um
2: quit smoking quit and smoking drinking.
1: detox that kind of stuff but today we're going to talk a little bit about some a, a different approach it's 2023 here we are what uh, what 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 kind of New, Year, New Year's revolu- yeah, resolutions have you done in the past, and uh, how do you how do you f- see bringing that into context today with what we want to put forward? Because I've realized in my life, um, without spiritual fitness, I find the ability to have mental fitness mm. and physical fitness become a reality. I think that those yeah. kind of those other ones get lost along the way yeah when um the idea even of spiritual fitness isn't even acknowledged i think that the idea of um even spirit in general is a very difficult thing yeah, yeah. for for people to let's say believe that it's a that it's it's a thing or could be a thing hmm. right well, so i think
2: that's why we should start right there what is right. that what does that mean what is a spirit so and let's what break is spiritual down, fitness and, and, and then i can tell you about my re- resolutions <laughs> and then for the second part of the
1: episode i brought in this idea of radical ideas because i have some pretty <laughs> radical ideas as to how uh, i see myself becoming more spiritually um in sync with with the universe with the land mm-hmm. with uh, with everything and um i want to put forward a couple Maybe radical, crazy ideas. that might seem radical in the beginning, but with Madeline as biologist, she's going to have some cool insight as to... She, I haven't even told her yet what I'm about oh, to do. No.
0: <laughs> she's going to have some
1: cool insight as okay. to, you know, breaking this apart and thinking, okay, is this is this really something that can be done or is it just uh mm. quack, talk? <laughs> quack talk? So why don't you bring us in? I'm going to f- make sure that everything's up and running where it should be. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us, tell the listening world about uh, who you are. Because like I said, season two, we're kind of you know we took a nice month off yeah and there might be some new people out there we okay, are sure. live on rockfin telegram twitch dlive we got off of rumble live streaming um for one simple reason they want money right <laughs> it's like uh, the, idea, the idea of paying to create content like this um to each pat platform is is a bit crazy right and specifically when rockfin is our home like right? all of our videos they're there on rockfin for all of you guys to see we keep usually the last week or so in the free section mm-hmm. and then afterwards all archives are in the premium member section hmm. um twitch and d live will always show you the last episode or the last week or something like that And it's a great place to watch us live because Twitch and DLive are really well integrated into the chat. As you guys can see, when I push this button, is this the right button? That's the right button. (laughs) We can bring up wonderful comments from people who are uh, participating in the show. And unfortunately, Rockfin doesn't have this integration, nor does Telegram. So therefore, if you, you know, write something into the Telegram or Rockfin chat, I will just read it out loud and uh, bring it in that way. Yeah. So there we go.
2: So... (laughs) <laughs> just <laughs> to be on the same page with you. Yes, we're not just dis- defining first what is a spirit and what is. You can. Let's. Oh, I think oh, it's a good oh, place oh, okay. to start. You want me to? Oh, okay. Good.
1: But well, let's let's talk about the concept of mm-hmm. a spirit before we talk about what it could possibly mean to be spiritually. Fit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Right. Yeah. So, why don't you rock
1: that off, and I'm going <laughs> to oh, okay, uh, okay, uh, okay, I'm okay. going to make sure that everything else here is running properly.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Maybe to start where you say, you know, some of you guys might be new on our channel and our mm-hmm. episode and show, and don't know anything about us <laughs> at least. So I'm I'm a biologist since many many years now. Uh, I studied in Dr.
1: Rea Nat in Dr. biology. Rea
2: Nat. <laughs> so which means just I spent a lot of time with it <laughs> and went deep into, you know, the the material, and so I um, I focused on ecology on behavioral biology on urban ecology and all these kind of things, evolutionary biology, whatever I was interested in, I was looking deeper into it. And now, so I was working as a scientist. I was also working in science communication. I published two two books so far. And also I'm working as a CEO for an NGO in Berlin. And I think the idea of that whole, you know, of our whole show with Aris, um, since he is a senior programmer for...
1: I'm, a, I'm a building automation senior technician.
2: That's exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been doing this for years, and it's it's a funny thing for me to see how um, technology, biology, the real world, how that all also gets bridged, because I think there are a lot of misconceptions as to really what technology is and how we as mm-hmm. humans interact with it. And I think Madeline's a very good expert on that level, considering the fact that she studied uh, for so long and became a biologist... Mm-hmm. And to see that the bridge between, like, technology exists in the animal kingdom. I think that a lot of people think that technology always has to be nuts and bolts. <laughs> But really technology yeah. is just anything that we create as a tool yeah. to um,
2: makes life simple more or easy, more easy or to, to right. just you know enhance yeah enhance your abilities and you can see that through the animal kingdom on a even the plants like on a, on mm-hmm. a you know on a cellular level up to a microscopic uh, they're just just the way how nature works for me is a whole technical world I would say you know it's like invention over invention and that's why I was always so fascinated by it and now we kind of bring things together and have a look at well the or maybe just to repeat also the the idea behind smart from stupid people is that the question is could it be that the more accommodating our environment becomes the harder it gets for us to um, take care of ourselves so because everything is done for us in a very smart home way, for example, that we totally forgot how we can take care of ourselves, that we forgot how to how to make food for ourselves, how to grow vegetables, how to make fire, mm-hmm. how to survive in the forest. I mean, even I I don't know all these things, to right. be honest. <laughs> you know, if you if you put me in, in a forest and I have to survive there a couple of days, I don't know if it will make it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think just to become aware of this, that we are actually part of nature and that we have the ability to live amongst and with animals and plants and all that is something that we want to put forward in that.
1: Yeah, I'd say that that's more of the central message after having listened to uh, quite a few of our older episodes. That is kind of the main thing that we tend to circle back to quite often. And that is that we are not separate from nature or Mm -hmm. reality. uh, Quite the opposite. We are a part of it. Um, we, we have, as, as you've mentioned in the past, we, as humans, um, we are ecosystem engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other animals such as the one that you studied, the rabbit, yeah. uh, the, 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 what do you call it? The urban rabbit or what is it called? officially in English. It's
2: a European. The European the European rabbit. wild, like it's a wild rabbit. Well, yeah, it's exactly. Rabbit. It's not like yeah. the
1: hare, but it's actually... Um, the hare is a different species. It's a different species, exactly, yeah. but it's similar to the um, domesticated rabbit, the bunnies that we have at home, right? Well,
2: yeah, the domesticated, they originally stem, uh, stem from the wild form. Right. So once they had the wild form, it's just like right. with, with the wolf and the dog, you know? Well, explain, um, what does it
1: mean to be a system ecosystem engineer? I think that that's kind of a term that we just throw out there sometimes, but yeah. how would you define that in a simple layman? Well, Terms
2: it means that there it's an animal that creates um, its own environment in a way that it also creates the environment for many other species. And An example is the beaver, for example, you know, he's kind of chopping down the trees, he's building up his dam. Not the Justin, no, not the Justin, <laughs> <laughs> the busy beaver, right? <laughs> Why, known as beaver? No, it, I mean, the animal that <laughs> he's a very like. Just that example of an ecosystem engineer per se, because, you know, as I said, it's chopping down trees, it's building dams, it's creating its own ecosystem. It, it's
1: And a habitat for other microorganisms. Yeah, it it and kind of,
2: uh, you know, influences how the water flows, mm-hmm. it slows it down, it, it kind of... Um, Anstaun or that like it it, it, uh, it kind
1: of well it dams it up it builds yeah dams right? it up it right. creates
2: more water f- no body mm-hmm. and through that it creates a whole new world for other species like is it fish or you know invertebrates like insects or little snails that can live more you know more undisturbed on the on mm-hmm. the ground of the river. And then also through shopping down the trees, it kind of creates space in the forest. Um, it kind of puts the the leaves into the water, so they can rot and create more nutri- uh, nutrients in the water. Yep. So all these things, just because of that one little animal. And there was always this discussion: Well, is it that these animals do it on purpose? You know, is it like, oh, I'm I'm saving the world? <laughs> I'm creating I <I'm> creating, <laughs> creating an environment. It, yeah. It's just its job. I mean, this is just what the beaver does. Right. <laughs> Obviously you know in in terms of evolution there must have been mm. there must have been a need of such an animal creating these things yeah. or also if you look into with rabbits they're also so called ecosystem engineers because where they're from that's the um, um, Iberian peninsula spain and portugal they keep the the land open by scratching um, the soil right. open and also they, um, by by grazing, they kind of um, keep fertilize. up a certain, no. uh, well, also a certain species of plant communities up. Mm-hmm. They fertilize through their feces, their urine. They mm-hmm. have like latrines where they just, you know, come all at the same place and poop and pee yeah. <laughs> and bring some nutric- uh, tr- nutrition into the soil. Also, digging their burrow systems, they create habitat not only for themselves but also refuge for you know little lizards and all that. Mm-hmm. So these little furry animals, they just create a whole universe not only for themselves but also for many others. And it's considered that we humans are actually the most influential ecosystem engineers because we have that ability to create right. in such a intense way. And what is different to us is that we um, with technology, we increased our ability and our speed of right. you know how we change I, our environment. Whereas the beaver and the rabbit is still doing their right. thing, you know. Well, and I've heard they're still doing their thing. It, well, it,
1: they they evolve uh, just like anybody else. You know, the the bee has, you know, ha, are, are really fantastic uh, mm-hmm. animals. You know, they they do amazing things. Um, I, I've heard it uh, described in a, in a cool way that. We have the ability, you know, obviously to pass information and knowledge form in a very Um, structured form Mm -hmm. to our offspring indirectly meaning we could write things down Mm -hmm. put it on a shelf two generations later somebody comes picks up that book and can learn a trait and there aren't any other animals that do that Um, not that I know of, specifically uh, even in a metaphorical way obviously (laughs) they're not I haven't
2: seen a writing beaver yet (laughs) well they're not writing but it
1: makes you wonder you know when we we, uh, when you see young animals Mm -hmm. uh, develop by themselves away from their pack away from their mother away from their father and they just intuitively know how to do certain things. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually quite amazing when if you witness that for the first time to see. Yeah. Um, certain things, you know, how cats clean themselves, how yeah, how dogs um, find their way, um, tons of stuff. Just the just the small little behavioral things, you know, how they know how to build a latrine, how they know to even want to do that. Uh, the beaver, yeah. the fact that he wants to build a dam, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's 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 really fascinating to see that they. They understand how they adapted to their environment mm. on a on a very fundamental level. And um, going back to the whole spirituality mm-hmm. idea is now with us, I think that what makes humans very special is that we have this ability to contemplate the past and the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: very intensely, mm-hmm. right? Whereas other animals, I, I get the opinion that they don't do that.
2: I don't have. I I haven't come across um, any studies yet that mm. you know that can prove that they really well, right. project into the future or they like thinking yeah. about the past all the time because that would just not be practical <laughs> for them. You know, mm-hmm. that would be just like busy thinking, and then the the fox comes and the rabbit is gone because it was just like daydreaming.
1: Well, let's talk about uh, again. Let's let's bring the idea of what we are talking about today with spirituality more into um, discussion. Like yeah. Let's let's describe a little bit to pave a, a bit of a, a platform. Let's say that we can put mm-hmm. everything on and look at. So, from your point of view, how would you say that uh, you learned what spirituality is and what is it? From yeah. your from from your point of view, yeah. I, for those of you guys out there, Madeline has been very involved with the uh, European Shamanic um, Foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, so she's been actually doing kind of this one hundred and eighty of looking into shamanic studies and incorporating it into biology and incorporating it into her her life um, in a very yeah. deep, meaningful way.
2: Well, I would say you know bef- uh, before I. Um, how to say that like <laughs> i don't know if it would be a spiritual awakening but you know i was very much focused on my research for many years and mm. my logical mind and all that and i was not aware of there is such a thing as a spirit or a soul well mm. whereas later on i understood what these words mean and how what does it mean for my life so i think i had to come to a point in my life where i was really sick physically mentally i was not healthy i was kind of you know not knowing what else to do anymore my phd back then was like i was almost done but i just couldn't see any sense in it anymore so Mm. all the all the things that were joyful for me before then or made sense were all of a sudden you know there was no i couldn't hold on to them anymore they kind of broke away so i had to find something else Mm. and. I remember I was one day where I kind of I was I went to the to the train and there was like a bookstore, one of these magazine newspaper
1: like a stand like
2: stand, a kiosk yeah girl. and they had a book called shamanism and I don't know I was just really interested in it. I never heard about it before so I went there and I bought that book, and I read about indigenous tribes that believe everything is or has a soul has a spirit, everything has a unique life energy and because of that everything is connected. Mm-hmm. And I found this idea just very wonderful. And I felt like, wow, I've never heard like a about A deeper this.
1: connection than what you learned on paper. Yeah, and right.
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Also, you know, I always felt like there is more than just sitting there and observing these rabbits. But the, these rabbits kind of also reflected me. And,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, there was like a deeper connection on that level. I could feel that, but I could not put it in words. And it was also not, you know, it was not something that I i needed for my in my research right right <laughs> you know so i looked deeper into that and i bought more books i went to workshops i also went to japan um, to, J- <laughs> to japan sorry and i was there a couple months. also being uh, uh, i came in contact with the ainu is an indigenous um, tribe up there no, not a tribe is actually an indigenous culture culture yeah on, on the north um in hokkaido and they still have also very spiritual approach to how they connect with nature.
1: And they're Shintoistic, right?
2: No, that's something else. They have the Shintoism as well. It's a okay. religion besides Buddhism, I think. Yeah. But I'm not so sure. I don't want to <laughs> say things. I'm not so sure about that. But the Shintoism is also the idea that everything, well, there are a lot of spirits out there. You know, everything has its spirit Called the the religion of the thousand spirits or something mm-hmm. like that, but yeah, it's what was most more like a shamanic approach with this indigenous culture, where they mm-hmm. also believe everything has a spirit, so they can connect with it, and they had like a shaman where you could go through and ask questions, you know, and like just as in other indigenous tribes, there is a shaman of the society of the community, mm-hmm. and the shaman goes into another. Reality. Later on, I learned this is the non-ordinary reality and seek for information from the spirits. And Mm -hmm. these spirits could be like, you know, people that have passed away, animals, the spirit of animals and all that stuff. And I found that so interesting and I had um, very intense experiences when I was in Japan coming back to Germany. You know what, that... I couldn't make these things undone. Like I, yep, there was yep. an o- a door opened for me, and I couldn't go back because I, I knew all of a sudden there is way more than I thought before, and so I visited more um, workshops. I read a lot of books. I just you know practiced it myself, and eventually becoming also part of the shamanic foundation. Why I kind of you know visit their workshops and giving lectures and all that, which is nice mm-hmm. because that foundation has been created by Michael Harner, who was originally. Um, uh, a scientist, an anthropologist anthropologist from America. And he was having the same experience, kind of, you know, visiting indigenous tribes in Mm -hmm. South America, learning their culture, also being part of their shamanic practices, having his own experiences, and then taking this back to America and then later on to Europe, creating programs that, you know, where where they kind of transfer that knowledge Mm -hmm. to people. Who are you know, interested in that. It's
1: funny. Like, I, I heard him interviewed on um, Coast to Coast Live yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah. And so when she started telling me that her uh, shamanic practices are originated from yeah. uh, the, the the Jack Horner uh, – Jack Horner? Michael. Michael, Michael Horner. Michael Sorry, Horner. Jack Horner's another guy. Uh, <laughs> th- from Michael Horner. Uh, yeah. it, it was It was really cool because I remember when he was explaining that back in the 90s, he was saying that the reason why he did that was because he – as you mentioned mm-hmm. m- saw that there was much more there yeah. and the american and or let's just say the western culture is today so um logically pragmatic yeah. with the way that it looks at truth yeah that he realized that there was no way to be able to present this type of a reality to the west anymore without packaging it into uh like a, like a course you know like with yeah. steps
2: yeah yeah i mean this is also something right? that we we hear very often you know i don't consider myself to be a shaman because with with that title there comes so much more you know there comes like a community there comes like that mm. cultural history it's more like a sh- call like i call myself and also the shamanic foundation whatever works with is a shamanic practitioner because we use shamanic practices but mm. we are not entitled by a community right like to be a shaman it's, right?
1: it's a funny thing you know uh, as you guys have seen in the last season uh, i'm somebody who's pretty fascinated by languages yeah. <laughs> and uh, I speak a few. And uh, Madeline's native language is German. Mine is French and English. And um, it's it's really fascinating to see how dialects and jargons and languages get formed and are born out of out of other languages mm-hmm. and, and mixtures and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And this word shaman. And even today, the way we use it in the West, shamanic practitioners, shamanic studies, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a funny thing because it's something that was created as like a new speak word in order to um, encompass a whole bunch of stuff that mm. I think that in specifically the English language and even in, in the German language now, there isn't as much of a direct connection to mm-hmm. the words as we used to mm-hmm. um and, and germany and german has a lot of this actually still yeah. in the language where all the syllables mean something in english it's a bit difficult are you looking for you? yeah the you want, tea you want the Thank tea you. here you go <laughs> and <laughs> Getting um, a little dry. so one thing i just kind of want to put out there because i see a lot of monolinguistic people um not liking things because of the titles and not liking um or, or not wanting to digest something because of the way the wording is presented, mm-hmm. and English, specifically monolinguistic people, it's uh, it's something that I can say just just like you mentioned that once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, and once I've actually seen and traveled and and seen how different dialects form and and mutate and and move around, uh, we did a, a great episode on uh, communication a couple episodes back, mm-hmm. and the I, the concept of communication is to take an idea that's in our head mm-hmm. and to put it into somebody else's, mm-hmm. right? By using what tools we have available. And yeah. um, we have the chemical senses, we have the the optical, yeah. uh, we have the, sm- the smell and so on and so forth. We have the physical senses, we have the acoustic senses and all that. So we try to use all of these senses by using body language by um using um you know words and writing and all mm-hmm. that stuff to communicate what is in our mind and put it into somebody else's mm-hmm. and it's a very very difficult thing because a couple things happen is that when i put that information out if the person receiving that information doesn't have the ability to empathize yeah. with how i'm putting it out yeah. they won't have the ability to actually take it and yeah. um it's I, something I, I really always liked is that information really is uh, a, a present, right? It's, it's, it's a gift. Yeah, right? it's knowledge. It's,
2: it's something knowledge that someone else can, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, maybe, you know, it w- could be even life-changing, right? So, well, it is. Yeah. And this
1: is something that I realized uh, years ago. This was kind of like my, my first, I think, big step for me into a spiritual awakening. Um, I was raised very Catholic and moving away from Christianity was the first thing I did in my life that was <laughs> properly spiritual, I mm-hmm. must say. Uh, because moving away from uh, the structure of of an empiric religion was was not easy. It was very, very difficult. You know, there's no real like 10-step program to help somebody who is getting mm-hmm. over uh, abusive um, religions. Yeah. Right? And, and it, it's not like Christianity is always abusive, but I definitely see that the version that I had learned was... And the environment that I was in was mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, you know. Um, but that that being said, the um, the ability to experience how to take information as a gift. When somebody's teaching you something, it's a gift. And it's funny because I yeah. can't come to Germany and, they, and it's, this is a cultural thing too. I think that people tend to hate fuck each other a little bit with information. <laughs> That's a great word, isn't it? Uh, what it really means is I see a lot of people over here, they're like... I have my title, and and they, 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 and the it's people who
2: Klugscheißen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smart
1: shitting. Smart
0: shitting uh, in and German. The,
1: the 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 way that they tend to do it sometimes is people <laughs> don't have their titles, and you see this in every country, but I, in Germany it's pretty funny the way it is because in Germany um, things are very structured with titles and and um, the way systems are kind of built and education and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I find that somebody who doesn't have a title often tends to always try to tell you how everything works even though they themselves probably don't know Mm. and 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 this is kind of like a weird thing it's like people are sometimes afraid to uh just say they don't know Mm. right it's okay it's completely okay to say you Mm -hmm. don't know Mm -hmm. and so it was funny because in the beginning every time people were talking to me i'd be like yeah thank you for that thank you for that but i didn't realize that a lot of them are doing it to try and kind of like after they talked to me, mm-hmm. they'd go somewhere else and say that guy didn't know anything because I taught him everything. Mm. <laughs> so it was a weird, it was a weird bit of a cultural shock. Yeah, I know yeah. how to navigate that, but this is that kind of that 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 ability to understand and empathize that um, some people don't like being taught everything, and instead they think that only the teacher should be teaching. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that I I, I could definitely say anybody can be a teacher if they if they're passionate and they believe in what we're getting into now a big meat of the the the, the today's thing is truth. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think truth to me is the bridge to spirituality, the first real one. And I want to explain that a little bit more. Why don't you finish up what you were talking about with Jack Horner and um Michael. Michael, I keep saying Jack. Jack <laughs> isn't Jack Horner. He's the he's the other he's the paleontologist who did the Jurassic Park Maybe, stuff. I yeah, don't he know. is. He's the he's the Chickenosaurus guy. <laughs> um, guy. and um but uh, give us give us you know now uh, now that we have we've, we've kind of like mm-hmm. you've painted a picture you went to japan you uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you discovered um yeah. spirituality or even the possibility of something deeper than just yeah pragmatic science yeah. and now you uh, you 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 joined a group that is led by that originally was created by Michael Harder mm-hmm. um to in order to take the ideas which he called shamanistic because he said in all natural religions you always tend to have the shaman the yep. person who was anointed at the same yep. time who was really deep the most deeply connected person in the group to help uh, bridge the gap from the spiritual world to yep. the living and yep, that yep. and it's funny because you go back into natural natural religions and cultures and spirituality was the largest currency. It was like that—that yeah. that fundamental knowledge that really does help you with your life.
2: Yeah, and I—I right? I learned it myself. Now, if I would have not experienced it myself, I would have not believed it. That's but right. there's so many situations where really, I went on a shamanic journey. I got information that you know were important for me and. I applied these things and poof, things that you know I was illnesses that I had for years. Yep. <laughs> so it's really working, but it's something that you can't. how You say that like it's not that you want to make believe someone with this. You have to experience it yourself. Like I can tell you that it's working for me, but if you you never tried it yourself, you won't have that experience. And this is like shamanism or say, shamanic practices is to experience this it's all about exper- experiment experience experience sorry <laughs> so yeah and maybe to 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 come back to what is being spiritual fit so i was also one of these people you know new year's new year's resolution was maybe you know Exercise even more. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> even be healthier or finish up this or that. And actually, last last year, so I always practiced the it's called Raunechte, which is the the these are the special days between years, which is and I, I think kind of like has an Celtic influence. It does. Yeah, um, where the it, it's supposed to be the time where you know it's like b- between the years where the the wall between our reality and the spiritual reality or the spirit right we, is we we call thinner. it
1: today the twelve days uh, the twelve nights of Christmas I believe but it's funny because you mentioned yeah it actually that tradition is Celtic in origin yeah. much like um Christ, like the way we celebrate Christmas today yeah. it, its origin comes from Yule tide or um, even the Santa Claus and all that stuff mm-hmm. in, in, in the Netherlands, like mm-hmm. the the way that our holidays are kind of presented today, have been very, um, how can I best say, um, annexed <laughs> by 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 an empirical structure, yeah. which is you know, uh, we think of Christmas, we think of Santa Claus, and the, the 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 image we have of Santa Claus is presented to us by none other than Coca Cola, mm. right?
2: Yeah, but but these days are always really special for me in in the time because I like to, you know, just like Mm. look back into the year and also see what comes this year, what is something that you want to focus on. And this time I focused on more spiritual fitness. (laughs) I like that also, you know, really realizing what is the core essence of myself, what I am made of and where can I draw my energy from. And so... To be spiritual fit for me means that I'm in connect in connection with my own spirit, my own essence, <laughs> and I do so by you know being being in silence and, and focusing on my body and really just feeling into my heart mm-hmm. region and see what's there, what are you know what I am made of and what makes me me. And also connecting with my, my, my helping spirits. That's something that I do on a regular basis, either it's through shamanic journeying or it is just going into the forest and it's something that I can mm. I can feel the presence of mm. them. Or just talking to my cats. You know, there's little things.
1: <laughs> and being able to see that there's a deeper connection. Yeah,
2: just, just right. feel that connection and whatever comes up that you believe, or you don't have to believe anything, but whatever comes up that you trust yourself it's and funny. your sensations.
1: Since uh, Madeline has been... Um, extensively doing these uh, shamanic journeys Mm -hmm. uh, and talking to animals. She has gotten now to the point where she gets up off the couch, goes and makes the cat food... puts it down and goes and opens the door and the cat's there. Yeah. She knows that he's coming at that time because he told her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I know
2: it sounds crazy, but it's just like that. <laughs> well, once again, like you said, once yeah. you felt
1: it, you can't unfeel it. You, yeah. You know, they're, they're communicating Absolutely. back to you and you are getting these senses. You're yeah. getting these triggers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I heard a great show with, uh, I can't remember his name. He's an, Aust- uh, an Australian dude. I heard on um, Freeman fly uh, on Freeman uh, freemantv.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, It'll come to my mind in a minute, but he talked about the uh, the first uh, culture of people, which are the Aborigines mm-hmm. of Australia. And he says first culture because in their mythologies, they're the first people on on the planet, like uh, that everything comes from them. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, now even through uh, what genetics are showing us now, they're saying, oh, it looks like that out of Africa theory might not work because mm-hmm. it looks like uh, there's there's something older that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah. Um, in Australia now. That maybe um, the people who are in Australia are actually either they ceded Africa, mm-hmm. or uh, at least they're the first tribe that went from Africa to there and so on yeah, and so yeah. forth. The, hmm. um, uh, the one thing I want to kind of talk about is uh, we have a comment here from uh, oh, yeah. Budford T, and it's a, it's a really cool comment. He's he's just mentioned that, you know, Christianity is a couple millennium old. Uh, Buddhism is like two and a half yeah. uh, millennium old. Uh, Hinduism is 4,000 years old, mm-hmm. and he says, isn't the oldest probably... Um, one of the better religions to yep. connect and subscribe to just because of its age. Yep. Now I have a couple things to say about that, but I want to hear your opinion on it too because obviously <laughs> uh, the the idea of shamanistic studies yep. um is focusing on a lot of uh, older techniques, right? Uh from what yep. I like to call uh, natural religions yeah and and uh this wording of natural religion i got from uh shriya Shariya dharma which was a mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's a he's a portuguese italian guy who became <laughs> a buddhist monk yeah and he, he wrote this book called uh the uh dharma
2: revolution or something nah, you know, something like that, that? Yeah. yeah i have to remember it. it'll yeah. come back
1: to me in a second um, but the point is the is Dharma he, manifesto. The, the, yeah. the Dharma manifesto and how to uh-huh. integrate Dharma into our modern day society. Because what he tries mm-hmm. to explain is he tries to explain is that there is a myriad of natural religions out there. And natural religions are religions mm-hmm. that grow slowly with mm-hmm. the spirit of men and uh um and and take deep into consideration mm-hmm. what you're talking about mm-hmm. these spiritual connections to reality like mm-hmm. real connections and to emphasize upon them yeah um whereas unfortunately the religions the big 3 that we know of today mm. the the judeo christian religions um they they tend to have been so perverted by empire that what we actually get like Easter eggs and Santa Claus it's 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 rubbish it does, it, yeah. it has no connection anymore and the reason why even Easter eggs and Santa Claus exists has to do with empirical um, spreading of yeah, yeah. of, of uh, politics. Mm. And and dominion not not has nothing to do mm-hmm. with spirituality. It mm-hmm. it it did quite the opposite. It, it it actually engulfed spiritual practices in order to um, persuade people into conversion.
2: Yeah, you don't even know anymore anymore what you are celebrating there. You know, like kind of putting energy into yeah. things that you have no idea of where they come from. And yep. yeah, yeah. Um, but I also yeah also would like to answer on that. Uh, I absolutely agree that. The older these ideas are the, you know, kind of, how you say that, not more likely, but I see it from 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 as an evolutionary biologist, you know, mm-hmm. like, if some things are working, then these things will persist over a very long time. That's right. Yeah. And this is also with the shamanic practices. I I had a discussion with the head of the Shamanic Foundation. He also said, you know, these techniques are thousands and thousands of years old. And still to that day, they are... You know, they are used in, yep. in indigenous tribes. And also we here in, in, in Europe, we're using them because they are working.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: they have persist over time because they are yeah, they are just they just work. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's totally sorry, it totally makes sense to me to to look into these very old traditions, these very old techniques that we can see in indigenous tribes that have been living with nature in their environment for thousands of years. And to see how they are mm-hmm. handling their everyday problems.
1: Yeah, and um, you know Hinduism has a, a, a very wealthy amount of information, and I think that Hinduism is one of the best sources for one of the natural religions as mm-hmm. far as written information mm-hmm. is concerned. I mean, it's 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 in their concept of the yugas that they they um they put forth the idea that uh, entering the Kali Yuga they had to begin. write down their information Mm -hmm. and and it's funny because the celtics came up with the exact same conclusion that they started committing to their their beliefs to writing Mm -hmm. about four and a half thousand years ago or about four thousand years ago it's like and and you can go to ireland today and study a lot of these original writings still. well original i mean they've been rewritten and rewritten and rewritten where Mm -hmm. the oldest written paper parchment that we still have may only be a thousand years. But the yeah. the story and the context and the the values and everything behind that, Norse mythology, same mm-hmm. thing. Um, even a lot of the Native American beliefs, as you mentioned with the Ainu. And when you start to see a lot of them, uh, you start to see there are a lot of similarities. Yeah. And uh, to, to really kind of like nail it on the, you know, to hit the nail on the head with the idea of spirituality in a box today, I just want to kind of say <laughs> in that- In a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, exactly. Is that spirituality, the way that I want to use it in context today is- um, that connection you 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 get yeah. when you really truly connect to the universe, yeah. that cannot be unfelt.
2: No, cannot be Once undone. you 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 felt it, even though it was just for a little moment, right? right? So we're you might talking, be confused in the beginning, <laughs> but once you try yeah. to figure out what was what that was, and you know the answer, yeah. then things are just like whoa. <laughs> so exactly.
1: So we're yeah. talking about a connection to reality. To me, that yeah. is, now traditionally, uh, if you talk to a theologian, they'll say mm. spirituality is the the spirit the energy of you after your corporeal form has dec- yeah. has, has has passed yeah and yeah. that and there's truth to that too yeah right the 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 there's a reality in the sense that I think that our our human body mm-hmm. and the way that it connects to reality mm-hmm. um is not understood the way that we think we understand it and I don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever really understand it um and like Maddie was saying, and, and I've heard other stories, you know, people talking to animals the, uh, over great distances, yeah. you know, um, and having real-time information. Um, the way that we interpret the we are constantly actually tapped into everything all the time. Mm. And our, our our body is nothing more than a filter, right, yeah. uh, of, of allowing certain pieces in and out. And if we relax yeah. into things. It, uh you 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 can you can get so much more and 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 take part of that filters there mm. as you mentioned you know uh with the adaption and stuff like that it's for our benefit to be able to understand if we if we mm. had no filter mm-hmm. we would be overwhelmed with everything all the time and I think yeah, this is absolutely. a benefit but at the same time people tend to build their filter stronger through life limiting how much I- I- information is actually coming in
0: yeah whereas
1: yeah. I think that now, with talking about spiritual fitness, we're talking about maybe deconstructing this filter, yep. and allowing more in that we can understand.
2: Yeah, and I think also allowing or maybe pushing out the borders a little—you know, pushing <laughs> the the things that are um, that are possible for you. I I don't know where I heard it in in a, in a talk from someone who said that you know only these things can happen to you that you are that you can believe they happen. For example, you want to manifest, you know, you would say, oh, I want to have a million million euros, a million dollars by the end of this month. Will Mm -hmm. that happen? Well, do you believe this will happen? I wouldn't. (laughs) So probably it won't work because you uh, you don't believe that this is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, a million million dollars by the end of the month. But maybe you can can believe, okay, a hundred dollars by the end of the month, that's possible. And you kind of, you know, you start like, you start Mm -hmm. like, Creating more space in in the in your belief system. Once you see that manifestation, for example, works, or you open up to the possibility that you can communicate with the tree or with an animal,
1: or that the tree isn't just a piece of wood. Yeah, I think that's a one of the first places to of, start.
2: Yeah, just just you know, try to mm-hmm. try to bend your your limits first. You, you figure out what are your beliefs. Do you believe that you can communicate with a tree, or just you just believe it's just a piece of wood? Mm-hmm. And then you, you you try to push these beliefs a little further. You know, maybe you can believe that. Also, a tree has a life essence, and you can try to sense that. And once you right. feel it, you might see, oh, okay, you know, maybe there's more to it. <laughs> so you can push your beliefs further and further. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's let's talk about uh, 2023 spiritually fit, putting it into yeah. action. Let's let's put yeah. it into a bit of a a context now, okay. And and just to kind of recap on that last uh the There's idea another of another comment or, or no, I no, don't no, ah, about okay. that. Uh, I'll let you know when the good comments ah, come. Okay, <laughs> some of them come. are just bots and 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 averts. ah yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, just to kind of uh, close up on the last comment uh, about is 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 it is it not re- reasonable to believe that the oldest religion would be one of the better ones to subscribe to? And it's it's a funny thing because I like you mentioned I think that. The information, and this is kind of what I was getting at with uh, what uh, Shri Acharya Dharma was saying the mm-hmm. information, when it's a, um, a real law, mm-hmm. right? And just to kind of put mm-hmm. this into context, law, the way that we use that word today, this goes back to that language thing, it's not, it, it's, it's been manipulated. Mm-hmm. It, law used to be something that's unbreakable, yeah. right? Like laws in nature that that we would be as shamanic practices would discover are there. It's it's yeah. not it's like not, we
2: need oxygen or air to survive. Oh yeah, it's not like yeah. put a
1: hat on or else you don't come into this store. You know, <laughs> it, 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 we, it, that's not a law. That's mm-hmm. just a rule. There are mm-hmm. difference between rules and laws. And um, what I want to say is that real laws uh, in nature won't be broken over time mm-hmm. you'll see like like you know the fibonacci sequence golden ratio these kind of things exist in the foundation of the way a leaf is is built the way mm-hmm. the way our, our the cell the, the cellular structure in our brain and our bodies are built you see this same pattern right uh over and over and over again mm-hmm. um and and these are these are fantastic laws that you can now see that are also built into the mythology and the and the ideas uh of a lot of these natural religions because they Mm -hmm. noticed that as well, Mm -hmm. right? And these kind of things are, you'll see go way, way, way back. But it's also, I think it's important to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, as Mm -hmm. we say, that new ideas are also great. Yeah. But at the same time, um, just because something is new doesn't make it better. Yeah. And this is a big thing that I can share with my technology. Um, I was at a, a client's house the other day and uh, i had built this uh, this uh, this awesome lighting system for her her house and all that stuff and it was Uh, also lighting, audio, video and all that stuff. And this system's like a decade old and it's so solid. I haven't touched it since I built it Mm. and she just rented it out. And, um, the people came in there a little scared. They're like, I don't know how it all works. I showed it to them and they (laughs) loved it. You know, uh, that they, that they have now a really easy ability to Mm -hmm. understand how to control temperature and lights and set scenarios for mooding lighting and all that, how to use the blinds centrally and non and all that stuff. And, um, a lot has happened in the last decade when it comes to technology to the point where I would say that 90% of the systems I see built today aren't as stable. Mm-hmm. So there are benefits in taking information that you know works and to continue with mm-hmm. it. It's important, I think, to try new things, but it's also important to understand you don't need to do it just for the sake of it. Yeah. You know, maybe this is now, I think, that the big part of spirituality for me is intuition. Mm -hmm. building intuition. Once you've felt intuition, you can't unfeel it. It really is something that uh, will shock you when it's, like you said, you know, knowing when the cat is coming to the door, he hasn't been home in two days and you know the minute he's showing up. Yeah, yeah. There, like, now (laughs) when you know that that, you've done that a dozen times and it works every time. It works every time. It's a form of intuition, you can call it, yeah. that you've allowed yourself to open up to so you allowed the filter to kind of drop yeah. and maybe that filter used to be there because of issues you had with your parents or mm. uh you know uh, dramas from the past mm-hmm. but once you learn to dis- to to uh mm-hmm. allow that to disintegrate a little bit and filter in the positive information and keep the crap out yeah you can now see that your intuition has grown yeah. so much more so True. much more yeah. um so i want to share a little story we're going to kind of go on to the next part okay um and uh, I was watching, um, I was watching a show uh, with Freeman again, and he was uh, interviewing a Mark Pagaggio, I believe is the, gay, the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an ex uh, priest for the Church of Satan.
2: And um, <laughs> I, I remember he taught me about. this. it was it was, it was it was fantastic <laughs> because
1: what he did is you know, again as I mentioned before, sometimes leaving religion leaves you very sour, and you mm-hmm. go through this. The steps of grief, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anger and hostility and mm-hmm. sadness and turmoil and mm-hmm. all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Until you reach eventually acceptance, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and um, he mentioned how being in the Church of Satan to him at the time was an expression of him searching for freedom. Mm-hmm. But he realized something after he had left. He tried an experiment mm-hmm. and he said, for two months of his life, he was going to just be satanic. And in his opinion, from being a priest in the Church of Satan. Being satanic is just being completely um, narcissistic, selfish. Everything you do, every decision you do, eventually is to empower your own cause. That is, in his opinion, satanism, or or being satanic. Okay. And so he lived for two months um, only by these rules. Everything he does is to benefit him. He Mm -hmm. doesn't care if it hurts someone else. He has no interest in paying it forward when something is good, Mm -hmm. when something has been done Mm -hmm. for him or has been nice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's it. And he said by the end of those two months, his life was in crumbles. Right. It was, it was, it was it was hard because he had so many lies to keep up with. Mm. He had so many moving pieces. Mm. It was it was it was hard work that was constantly being drained mm. out of him. Yeah, he got a lot of stuff, you know. Let's yeah. say maybe financially and so on and so forth, some things happened, right? And mm. it kind of worked out and it could give you the illusion that it was good. But he said that he wasn't peaceful. He wasn't calm. He wasn't in the moment. Mm. He was very scattered by the end of the two months. It's
2: funny because I you know, knowing two or three narcissistic people, that's, that's how the trade. I yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly the you know the energy that I get from these people. Right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. They're usually not very um well thought out.
2: No, no, you can feel their are inner um Turmoils, yeah. turmoil, turmoil. Just talking to my mother today, she said exactly the same thing. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's hard, you know. It's hard, um, yeah. And you can see uh, there are de- there are different like degrees of yeah, of yeah, intensity. Right? If you right? really
2: do it on a and, very intentional level, right? So and
1: I know a few people uh, who were just like essentially professional con artists back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, con artists. It means that they they survive off of creating scams. Uh, uh, like mm-hmm. whether it be credit card scams, yeah, yeah, identity yeah. theft, and Calling all that kind old of stuff.
2: The poor ladies <laughs> pretending yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember
1: that guy's father. I remember running into him once and he said, The worst thing I ever did was give my son my name. Because his son goes around and the agencies come to him thinking it's him uh. because they have the same name. And his son goes around pretending to be his father. Uh. You know, renting cars and not returning them and selling them on the black market. Like like crazy things, <laughs> Who right? Who comes up
2: with these ideas? Hey,
1: once this crazy. is my point, is that um when some people really get off on it, you know, mm. sometimes it's 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 an exhilaration. But again, it's the it's the worship of the self. Okay. Now, um the next two months mm. uh, um the, the the satanic priest did the opposite. Mm. He decided to really be generous, mm-hmm. be kind, mm-hmm. um, empathetic, mm-hmm. uh, and he said like it was hard to just go from one to the other. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not something you can really do, right? Mm-hmm. It takes I think a mental, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it was an experiment he had to experience for himself to see what it really means. And he said that these those following two months were so life changing
0: mm-hmm. that
1: not only did was his life richer than it was before because he was able to open doors yeah. that were previously closed. The ability to want to feel compassion. Yeah. To be able to want to have a connection to reality yeah. and the universe, yeah. that's not something that can be undone. And he said that there are people that he was kind to for no reason that are now key people in his life, mm. you know, that have introduced him into great
0: yeah.
1: avenues of now new forms of wealth Yeah, because he was just for no reason kind to them. Yeah, and not this
2: expecting is, anything from it, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Right, mm. uh, I think that a lot of people. Why would you help someone who seems like he's being a narcissist? Mm. Right, you, 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 you know, he might scam you into giving you something. Yeah, because he wants it, but you won't go out of your way to actually want to, um, you know, be genuinely gentle and compassionate to this person when mm. you know they're kind of callous and corrosive. Mm. Right, and so uh, this is kind of something that I want to talk about with the spiritual fitness now coming really into that idea. This year I've decided, you know, for myself, now having quit my my, my work or at least being employed mm-hmm. to redevelop the way that I'm actually doing my work. I, I started getting into permacultural ideas and the philosophies behind permaculture are, are just fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. reading a, a book right now from a Japanese guy. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> and... Um, his last name is Fukuuma or Fukuoka. That's it, <laughs> Fukuoka. <laughs> and uh, he he created this amazing ecosystem mm-hmm. concept for for um, harvesting crops. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing to see how a lot of these old ideas mm. s- practiced well even today with modern. I, I want to say technology, but technology I want to say is also information right yeah being able to have access to great amounts of, uh, of information at any time you want is technology mm-hmm. and so him being able to incorporate his ideas and I think he's he's since deceased but people are taking on after him and he started this huge trend where he um, in Japan with his crops um, when uh, when a, a disease comes around around and starts damaging all the citrus trees and plants crops uh, in all the neighboring villages, his crops don't have issues and he uses no chemicals, no mm. pesticides, no nothing. Yeah. And he says that it's because his his field has an immune system of its own. It's its own ecology. Yeah. You know, um, when when bad bugs come in, there are other bugs there to take them out, you know, mm. uh, to protect and they protect each other yeah. and they want to. And that idea of thinking that when you create life and are kind, other life will be, uh, life will be created upon that. Going back to the idea of being a system engineer, an mm-hmm. ecosystem engineer, mm-hmm. that we, through our our, our modest kindness, can yeah. actually create more wealth than we ever thought possible. We yeah. just have to experience it. And I think this is a big issue where people want to have um, reassurances all the time that everything is going to work out. Mm. And yeah. that's yeah, one yeah. of the hardest things to be yeah. able to get into, the ideas of spiritual reality that mm-hmm. – that um that these things work and this is why when um uh the church of satan priest uh, marco piazio i believe his name was um uh he he said uh, had he not really done an ab comparison mm-hmm. he would have never believed it himself but mm-hmm. now he can't unfeel it and so obviously he's not a part of the church anymore <laughs> and um
2: i was just wondering how do you you know how you would like to become a priest of state to
1: be, Well, it's, to begin with. But it's, it's actually really interesting because, you know, from my point of view growing up uh, in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. it's very abusive. Mm-hmm. One day you snap and you say, I'm not taking the abuse so anymore. So you go the other way. Yeah, well, you no. say, who's that other guy? You know, the guy who denied God. I want to learn about him. And then you start learning about him and all of a sudden the ideas are very compelling. The idea of freedom, the idea of going your own way, of not being persuaded by the pack, which are all great philosophies in and of themselves. But that narcissism and that selfish and that not cre- con, uh, connecting to reality and, and uh, you know, channeling energy in order to create um, um, mm-hmm. disease and mishap upon others. These are things that, you know, maybe um, I think a lot of people can fool themselves to believing that this is a positive thing for them. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you from my experience, the Satanists, like the true Satanists that I know, they don't live long. And and that's something that's kind of goes a long mm. way. You know, I I've, I've never seen a Satanist like a hardcore Satanist in his 70s. I don't think I ever have. Right? Like <laughs> I, I actually I've, don't
2: know anyone. Well, I, think.
1: I grew up in a very different world, but uh, <laughs> even on on, on uh, go back to Freeman again, yeah. you know, all the Satanists that he interviewed, they're all dead.
2: Mm. I was just, you know, trying to to understand it for myself like sure. from stuff that I also learned from the shamanic approach is that you know and i can see it with people that are very narcissistic that i also had in my life that something in their life happened when they were children or whatever that was so devastating that a big part of their soul kind of you know kind of went somewhere else in order to not experience this and if these things are not kind of looked at later on then that that spot that is empty mm-hmm. will will be you know there will be something else there and these could be other entities that mm-hmm. make this people this person very narcissistic and so that's how i would you know kind of maybe see these people there are just full of energies that not that are not their own maybe you're also being you know guided through mm-hmm. their intentions so it's, it's 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 there's a lot to it um, more mm-hmm. than we can discuss right now but one thing that I think we could get out of it, and I just wanted to say that also from nature, if I look at a, a, a beaver or a rabbit, <laughs> you know, these ecosystem engineers, they just do what they are supposed to, to do. They right. live their lives. They, do, they have everything they need. The beaver has, you know, his, his teeth to chop down the tree and the rabbits have their claws. And so they're perfectly equipped for what they have to do while they're here on Earth. And I can see it with humans as well. You know, look at yourself. What is it that you bring with you into the world? What kind Mm -hmm. of talent do you have? You're good with drawing, you're good with numbers, with technology, with logic. And then apply these skills to your work whatever it is that makes you happy not having a goal that you want to perceive uh, achieve something as you said you know mm-hmm. some people want to have secure security that this will happen
1: well and that i find is usually it comes from this ability to not want to trust reality that's that, that, the first
2: thing and also yeah that's the first thing but also being goal oriented you know mm-hmm. you think like oh if if i achieve this then my life will be happy but it's the other way around is you have to do things that makes you happy And then eventually it'll achieve things that, you know, come with it. Yeah, exactly. Writing that book, as I said, I, I say it over and over again, but I think it's just so important. Writing a book for me is is the thing that I like. It's not the, you know... It's how
1: you discover reality and your connection to yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, right? it's
2: for me like a puzzle. I, I have a question, I try to figure out what mm-hmm. is it behind it and I start putting things together and I'm writing it and, and putting an idea down. Yeah. And once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. I don't mm-hmm. need to read through it again. I don't, you know, don't need to go and, and read in my mm-hmm. book. <laughs> so I, I want to I solve the next puzzle. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not becoming a, an important and f- popular author but mm-hmm. just the process of writing a book yeah. is my passion. Yeah.
1: So we have so, a, a relevant comment. Yes. Um, so from Felminator. Uh, hello, she's talking, Felminator. <laughs> hello, Felminator. Hello, <laughs> yeah, Felminator. Uh, she's talking about the the the, the, ah, yeah. the Satanist who did the experiment uh, of two months being just mm-hmm. horrible and selfish and then the two months of being compassionate and all that stuff. And she asked, mm-hmm. uh, is, "Is there? did he f- try to find a balance between them? And actually, mm-hmm. he talked about that. He mm-hmm. said that... Um, You'll fool yourself to think that sometimes you can just be selfish uh and, and use, you know, these these tools that are, are only self-empowering um for a little bit. But he mm-hmm. said that actually by doing that, it was corrosive because it undid a lot of the positive uh mm-hmm. work in his mind mm-hmm. that is difficult to actually build upon. So yeah. it's it's one of these things where he said that after having done it for a couple of months, he didn't want to go back and mm-hmm. and and um re-explore that. You know, it's it it's one of these things where, yeah, it's it's important to understand, I think, um let's let's call it self-defense,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: When you're being attacked, how to defend yourself. Yeah. Right. But it's another thing to say that um in order to get, you know, this thing today, I'm I'm just gonna fuck over five people. <laughs> instead of 20 you know it'll it'll just be a little 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 yeah, one yeah, you know yeah. and I we'll get over so. it
2: quicker it's like you know putting a drop of ink in in the water it's still kind of that's right you know, can, and, and this is what he was talking about
1: too is that um these hold weight and eventually that it becomes a big burden yeah right
2: i was just thinking maybe you know in terms of being selfish with you know giving away all your money there's also another thing you should do it's important i think to you know spend something or or mm-hmm. donating <laughs> or just i don't know I, I, it's hard for me to really understand what it, what does that mean that you know i would consider myself I, I i have no intention to harm anyone but sometimes you have to make decisions for your own that eventually causes harm to other people well, because you know, and, and
1: this is that that um idea of uh, of buddhism where hmm everything um, yeah, is suffer- suffering yeah. it, it creates suffering yeah. indirectly. And the the philosophy, the main philosophy behind that is you choose how much suffering you want to add mm. to the world via your existence. Mm-hmm. But inevitably you will always create some form of suffering and that yeah. and it's and, and this is the thing is i think that we use that word suffering as a very negative thing mm-hmm. because it's got it got, it got this like condescending overtone to it but mm. reality is is suffering is also life death is a part of life yeah you just and, need to and look and into the animal not, kingdom
2: you know there's like right? constant suffer like well and death is not predator to be, and yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing is that uh, one person, one, one thing's death creates 10 other things, life, perhaps, mm. you know, and this is that idea is that just because something suffers before it dies, doesn't or I mean, the, the if you were to even consider the mm. act of death, a form of suffering, regardless as to how painless it is, mm-hmm. um, the fact that the existence is being, you know, extinguished, it, it, this is, you know, maybe more of an anthropogenic mm. observation of trying to say that that is suffering, mm-hmm. right? But reality is, is that instead I, I look at it as there's a, there's a form of cherishing. Mm-hmm. You can cherish life, mm-hmm. whether it used to be there or still is here or will be there in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and and focusing that that energy always constantly on the suffering side is what gives that negativity its power. Yeah. And so it's just not necessary, right? Yeah. And then it's just, I mean, sometimes it's just as simple as that to just put a new twist on things to, or maybe to look at it from a different angle. Mm. Right. So Mm. I'm going to go through a couple um, other things here. The the big thing I want to really focus on, you know, with, for me this year anyway, is truth. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned before, you have no interest in harming people. Well, why is that? You know, maybe because you you, you want, you've experienced life in a truthful fashion and you Mm -hmm. don't need to... to pollute that, but oh, yeah. you, you know you don't you you don't need something from someone else. I, I find in my life, if I build something myself, mm-hmm. the way I want it to be built, then it's proper for me,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and sure. and
1: and it would have never been better. Yeah, and and this is that idea is to take joy in building. Your life for me, taking joy and building what I want to consider my life, my strength. Last year, I broke my shoulder and my foot, so it goes to show you how quickly physical fitness can Mm. go out the window. Mm. Doesn't matter how much time you spend in the gym, you break a bunch (laughs) of stuff, you got to lie down for half a year, and that's the end of it.
2: Yeah, but I see it again. You know, looking again into the animal kingdom, like the the beaver, it he creates his own environment, his Mm -hmm. own castle, the way it wants, and this is just working perfectly for everyone else.
1: And this is where natural religions take their cues from animals. All so often, yeah, right. You see that in every yeah, yeah. natural religion. That the, the, um, uh, what's the word that we use? Um, oh, I can't remember the word right now, but there's a word that's used to uh, describe how we take an animal and use it as a mentor or as a symbol and so on. So, it, the word will come to me and I'll spit it out. Do you look
2: like bionic or no, no, no,
1: no, uh, I'll come to it when I cut to it. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but the, the idea, uh, of is um, understanding that that the that. that that real that your journey mm-hmm. right and the relationships of all the different energies out there that you can use as mediators for example mm. or, or guides mm-hmm. um through your uh, through your life in order to create a better connection and and it's funny to me like what what value does something have if you have no connection to reality? Mm. Can you even experience it in the positive in, in in any real meaningful way if your re- relationship to reality is gone, mm. right? And so, for me, what I'm I'm really focusing on now more than anything, is truth, mm-hmm. because I left uh, the company I was working for really when I w- if you were to boil down the whole thing, because of truth. Mm-hmm. I found that the the business model was becoming more yeah. and more corrosive. I found that. Um, systems were built to not function because they were more profitable that way. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just not the type of truth that I would like to experience. and furthermore, when um when building that that platform, as you mentioned, the beaver, mm. he creates his his, his his environment, that is a, a universal truth mm. that. Animals who create their own environment have more sovereignty in their own world and in their own domain. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, talk about the ants building their own little underground uh, palaces, right? Talk yeah. about uh, the rabbits creating their burrows. We humans, we create our dwellings, right? We, mm-hmm. we, we, and, and by doing so, we develop a very strong relationship to the land and everything around us. Yeah. But this yeah, is yeah. now where Smart Home Stupid People, the title comes into play. Sometimes we, we, we like to fool ourselves into thinking that if our dwelling does everything for us, <laughs> that we don't need to do anything we're anymore, happy. <laughs> that the technology is completely accommodating to the point where we're not even necessary anymore. Yeah, the technology yeah. itself can live our lives for us. <laughs> All right? how, how perverted is that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Creating really like uh, a virtual reality in our homes, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, temperatures controlled, you have video, TV everywhere. There's nothing
1: wrong to some amenities, but Mm -hmm. we're starting to see more and more that a lot of these amenities are destroying the ability for us to even understand how to do Mm -hmm. it ourselves. You know, as you mentioned in the beginning, going out making food. You know, you'd think that yeah. you're a biologist that you would learn you would have learned some of that, but yeah. you really didn't, you know? Um no,
2: not really. We had no garden class. <laughs> well, the point is,
1: is that uh being self-sufficient is one step towards um really being able to create your own form of happiness. Yeah. And so for me, understanding truths, understanding that um ideas put forth by uh let's just say, um, abusive uh people are useless mm. right ideas put forth by dishonorable people
0: mm-hmm.
1: are often useless yeah. and 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 to be able to recognize that truth very early on and just not get involved mm. is something that i'm starting to see more and more being important in my life that think to myself okay i can just hold on for another Six months, another 12 months, and then I can I can take what I'll I'll gain and move on. Mm. But really what I've lost is that connection to truth by trying yeah. to fool myself into believing yeah. that um the truth of the reality isn't harmful, it isn't callous.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: I think it also has something to do with like maybe you know becoming spiritual fit has something to do with you defining your values for yourself. You know, what yeah. is it that you are guiding your life to like, how do you make your decisions? Is there like an internal compass that you have? Mm. You know, if you have one option or the other to work here or there, how you would decide? And for me, it's like, uh, I have my values and it ha- has to make sense to me. <laughs> like, right. you know, I have to have the feeling that I'm contributing to to um, to something Good And right. not destroying anything, you know, more right. creating something and also working with people who are, you know, in charge of their own lives, who are honest and, and decent people. So just these values that you have, mm. like for me, honesty is a very important thing or yep. um, just, what else? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just other, or just, you know, living your passion and, and, and really being yourself, become trying to be to to express yourself. So I think it's worth to just spend a little time and and look through values. What is important for you? Family, maybe family or you know, like outdoors, spending time outdoor, whatever, like core essence values. With these values you can decide because otherwise you'll get lost and
1: in life. Well I've concluded that uh, mental fitness and physical fitness aren't as meaningful unless that spiritual fitness exists. And the reason why I say that is because for me, the spiritual fitness, that acknowledgement of a deeper connection to reality and to the universe, uh, to me, empowers my mental health. Right,
2: and it gives you it gives you a guideline for what you really need. I can, um, you know, from my experience with the all in, maybe some of you guys seen that uh, seen that episode where I explained that, you know, I was absolutely disconnected from my body, not knowing when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, over exercising. Two two less calories, and because I was not spiritually fit, like I had no intuition, I had no
1: connection connection yeah. to my body Even anymore. Numb.
2: And and once I no. start uh, rebuild that spiritual fitness, <laughs> that you know, like really acknowledging not only my body, but also that there is something more within me that that mm. that lives beyond when my body is not there anymore. And once I started connecting to that, I felt such a strong intuition how much exercise I need, what kind of food I need, and the rest came just from that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you were saying when you started uh, really giving up a lot of your uh, older bad habits, it was like, Specifically, you know, eating disorder and stuff like that, mm. and just eating enough, and mm-hmm. and going outside, and all that stuff. Um, it was like taking your head out of the clouds.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was all interconnected. Like right. because I was not eating enough, I had no no female hormones. My hormones were not in check. Because of that, mm-hmm. I was mentally all over the place. And you, as a
1: biologist, <laughs> know this too. It's, I know right? this
2: absolutely. That's why it's it's you know it's so crazy. it's crazy. And if I don't do it as a biologist, you know, who would you expect? to do this, like a a Mm -hmm. woman who have just the basic knowledge maybe about this. And yeah, still to that day, I can't believe how how blind I was on on that level. But I guess, you know, programs that we have in our system can be so so strong Mm -hmm. that you don't see anything else anymore.
1: Right. (laughs) So before we move into radical ideas for okay. 2023, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a funny, like uh, um,
0: short. Uh, well, not short, listen. but it's going to be like oh, okay. a,
1: a let's say a shotgun uh, short, approach shotgun to approach. Uh, okay. to some ideas that I have. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's just say that uh, you know, let's say for spiritual fitness right now, what would you say would be something that you would like to do this year, uh, as as a part of your spiritual fitness program, so to say, or to, <laughs> uh, something that you can do to help you get more connected to spiritual. Fitness.
2: Yeah. So keeping up the good practice that I actually have now, a little routine in the morning and do some meditation, doing the shamanic stuff, connecting with my spirits. I would like to, mm. to be more outside, you know, really making more time.
1: To actually just in, go outside. Yeah, in right. my daily
2: schedule. Also really following my own intuition. Also my work, work situation right now, where I'm not so happy. So I try to tweak and, you know, move things right. around. So it feels more real to me, but really, really... Making space for myself and and creating time mm-hmm. during the day, so I can feel myself. I can hear my intuition. I can just live more in the moment because then I know right. what's what I have to do next. You know right. what's next. What's next? Yeah. So yeah.
1: yeah. Um, for me, it's uh, now that I, I I've kind of given myself a new opportunity to um um start over again to a degree. You know, uh, going back to being a, a contractor mm-hmm. and um. Taking time to even renovate the house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's kind of more of a, a healing mm-hmm. process that I have to now re-engage myself yeah. with. And like I mentioned, for me, I think the key word is truth. And I think for a lot of you guys out there, it's no, it's no secret that there's a lot of bleakness right now in the world. <laughs> and this bleakness is uh it's presented as a form of of um truth corrosion mm. in the sense that the 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 reality that we're presented. Via via media and TV yeah. and and so on and so forth and Maddie, we're you know we're going to talk about this in a minute via her NGO. The mm-hmm. amount of yeah, yeah. garbage that she has to sift through with people's ideas and the way that they see the reality and always everything's a fight.
2: Mm-hmm. Everything's yeah, constantly
1: a hard. fight. It's it's it's
2: one against the other, creating that division between you know these guys and us. Like right? we're the good ones. They're the right? bad ones. So we and, have to fight.
1: And so truth to me, I, I I I heard a really great sentence once, and it was that uh, it sometimes it's better to just have ideas because ideas can easily be changed when mm. you know that they know are no longer applicable or mm-hmm. that they should be improved upon. Mm-hmm. Having belief systems is very difficult because it's very yeah. difficult to destroy a belief system and replace it with another one. And so for yeah. me... Um, and it's
2: limiting, just as we said, you know, at the beginning, like if you have mm-hmm. a certain belief, this is just, you can't go further. This is like your limit. And well, and that's
1: the thing is that our belief systems tend to um, limit how, how, how far we... Outside of them, we could expand. Yeah. And so for me, I've I've eradicated all my belief systems. And I look at things and I ask myself every time I look at them, where's the truth in this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How does it affect reality? Mm-hmm. What's the domino effect? Where is it going? And take mm-hmm. it from there. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm saying that for me, the key word is truth. It's 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 the ability to really positively look at any situation and want to connect to reality using truth what mm-hmm. is the truth behind the matter here mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i and i see this a lot with uh, even with madeline's second book here they just they did something in in german they call gendering where mm-hmm. they went through the entire book and made it politically correct with mm-hmm. genders and this and that and mm-hmm. it's fucking sterile <laughs> the book is well, I, I, the book is great yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but the the gendering idea to me was just like where's the truth in this i mm. mean this idea of of, um, Madeline had this the other day too, you know, that we talk a lot about this kind of stuff, um, harming other people, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, indirectly or directly. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was now being offensive. People tend to be offended, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, something happened in her book where she doesn't like the city of Frankfurt. She lived there. She had a bad time. She didn't get along with the people very well. There were a lot of (laughs) negative vibes. And so she wrote that in the book. And, And then all of a sudden she had people coming to her saying... Um, oh, you shouldn't speak so negatively about that whole city. Mm. And she's and, and, it, and it really hurt like- her because she's like, I didn't mean to, to hurt someone or to bother because yeah. s- she's she's a nice girl, right? She's a nice lady. <laughs> but the reality of the matter is, is you gave a gift to the world saying, this is my experience mm. and you put it on the table. Mm-hmm. If someone is not willing to take that gift, then they're going to do what they did to you. Yeah, yeah. They're going to shit on it. And they're gonna and they're gonna repackage it and shove it down your your throat. Whether they know they're doing it in the callous yeah. form or not is probably, is, is probably not. Yeah, but yeah. The, the point is, is this this constant regurgitation of of uh some people, I've seen people do these types of corrections almost like a knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. you know like
0: because
2: they feel attacked to, and you know like oh, well i mean offended you can, or whatever it is
1: <laughs> they're not but that's my no. point is yeah. that it, it, there's this this notion that things have to be said a certain way now mm-hmm. in order to become more accommodating for mm-hmm. the mass appeal of whatever it is that's trying to be said and my mm-hmm. point is is what is your truth mm-hmm. what's the truth of what you're trying to express if somebody doesn't want to see your truth of what you've experienced. Yeah. Then it's not your problem. It's it's actually pitiful to see them try to swim, you know, and they're drowning. Mm. And you, you could help them, but if they don't want to be helped, then you kind of have to let them drown. Maybe they'll figure it out themselves and they'll be they'll come back stronger for it. Yeah. And this is my point with this, with this year, my physical fitness is really focusing on truth. Even though in the beginning and in the moment, it may be uncomfortable. Mm. And it may come for that something that's uh is not politically correct right <laughs> just relax and be real yeah. truth and reality to me yeah, yeah. are so synonymous in 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 the way that we navigate this universe with yeah. them. Right? And I mean,
2: it's funny with the gendering, you know, like I could have just left it like normal, you know, just the male version because I never, I never felt offended myself. It's
1: not an offense. It became something that... Yeah, nobody, I'm just saying, I've you never, know, like
2: I, I, but I couldn't make that personal decision for my own book. That's because... not the
1: point. Is Have you ever actually met that? Now, for those of you yeah, who don't know, just... it's it's a, it's a long story. In Germany, <laughs> you point. have the plural form of everything mm-hmm. and it's it has to do with the, the, the grammar of the language. The plural form of any type of tradesman is typically... Like it, it's 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 kind of like you know, police, right? And mm-hmm. you have police man and police woman. And then you say police. What's up?
2: Oh, is that I think you're mobile. It's like, oh, was like it's a weird ringing. A weird sound. What is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll turn that off. Um <laughs> and so the point is that in English you have police and then you have policeman and police woman. It's mm-hmm. like just because you want to talk about the police in the plural form doesn't mean that you every single time have to say policemen and police women. Wow,
2: that's not an English like that? I didn't know that. No, you can so just say just police. the police uh. did this. You
1: don't have to say the policemen and the police women did that.
2: Oh, we can also say,
1: you well, know, just again, act. this is going off in a bigger difference. Something the that whole I've discussion. noticed in <laughs> Germany is that they always say the male and the female version mm. of the plural form whenever it's positive. Whenever it's negative, it's only the male form.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> oh, didn't yeah. realize that. <laughs> oh, yeah, they never say
1: the, the criminal men and the criminal women. They oh, never I... say that. You'll never hear that.
2: Really? I have to, and, have to t- pay take... attention to that yeah, next I'll time you watch
0: the, to... the
1: news. That's something that you'll notice right away. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, the,
0: these the, horrible the men art, all the, yeah, over the place.
1: Exactly. So in Germany, like you said, the, the artist, you'd have uh, the male version of artist and the female version mm-hmm. of artist in their plural forms. You'd say like the men artist and the women artists. They did wonderful things. But then they'd say, the men artists built this shit thing that we don't want anymore. And and it's just kind of the way that it's been built. And it's to me, it's like I said, there's, there's no shame in just having the one word. Like there was never, I think a condescending, uh, uh, um, um, reason for why the language developed that way. And Mm. I think that it's something that's trying to be injected into reality Mm. today. And that's kind of my point It's just look at the truth behind the matter. I I'd like to, I'd like to be a nice guy. You know, I think that in many cases, I am a nice person. I I don't go out of my way to try and harm people, but I don't go out of my way to make them feel um, coddled. (laughs) <laughs> by 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 using nice stroking and, their ego, by using, yeah, stroking their ego and using nice words. You know, yeah. I'm not interested in that. No, I,
2: you're not like to use nice words. <laughs> I think that's no, that,
1: uh, Using profanity and and uh, cal- and coarse language sometimes it, it can be provocative in a positive way. I think it's well, some, also, it's a way of shaking people a little bit, saying, "Hey, it's true. We're yeah. still in reality. Where do you think you're going? You know."
2: Um, but we just had that discussion the other day. It's also a very cultural thing. You know, it's like Huge. as you said, you grew up in Canada, I grew up in Germany and <laughs> And we are not so much in swearing, I think. I don't know. what. Maybe not on that level or different. Well, Anyways. it depends
1: on the, like, again. But uh, it's also
2: a communication oh, yeah. thing, you know. British cats, culture,
1: yeah. same thing. You know, um, Kant is like, it's it's a word from Shakespeare, you know. And, and German, <laughs> if you start going fotze, fotze, fotze in every second word.
2: It's not so it, nice. <laughs> it's not so nice, right? And
1: if you go to the American areas and you start saying Kant in every second word, they they don't appreciate it either. But, you know, it's, it's again, these are, these are just some of these things. Okay. where sometimes that just because some guy comes out and starts saying certain words mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's it's not it's not intentionally callous that's kind of my point that I want to okay. get to to when people are talking to see what's behind the words, to mm-hmm. see what's behind the motivation—is mm-hmm. there something callous there? Mm-hmm. Is it—is is it being condescending towards me?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: do I care if he's—if he—if he—if he has an opinion that I don't like? Why I should I?
2: Funny, uh, I was just listening to one Eckhart Tolle uh, little mm-hmm. short video. I kind of like to hear that while I'm exercising, yeah. and he was talking about exactly that—that that, you know, you you have an opinion, someone else has an opinion, and you kind of start arguing about it, and it's just all about people identifying with their opinions and identifying with the things that they believe because they attach themselves too much to it because they're too mm-hmm. far away from reality yeah you could just leave it like that you know once one person has this opinion the other person has another opinion just leave it like that you don't have mm-hmm. to kind of fight over it and this is how we have uh, wars because people can't accept different opinions and right. different you know ways to to see the world and just leave it with that because they feel personally attacked is they marry themselves to these ideas.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So what else do you have? <laughs> uh,
1: ca- tech support from Rockfin just uh, said the word totem. And, and that, that is that is a good word. It's not what the word that? that I was looking for when I was talking about how we use animals as representation. representation. Ah, yeah, yes. yeah mm-hmm. as a totem. Totem is, is definitely a great word for that. Um, but it's not the word I was looking like for. like an
2: archetype, uh, archetype?
1: Archetype was the word ah, that I was looking oh. for. See, I was looking for the word archetype to use them as archetypes <laughs> yeah, philosophically yeah, but totem is the proper word i guess in a shamanic uh, uh from a shamanic pr- perspective it's called
2: spirit animal well
1: in your uh, in your studies in your col- in the way that you're learning it, yeah uh,
2: i think also totem is well uh, not american right a lot well, they have more, these, I, would, yeah. I would
1: say it's more north american than you would see north european absolutely but i think what, what you basically world.
2: mean and this is something very you know very from a shamanic point of view is that for example if you have a certain spirit animal that comes into your life you usually have one or two that are mm-hmm. all there for your whole life and then you have just you know kind of giving you also the main energy that you have like mine is um, from from just from that biology you can you can draw the parallels to what is it that these um these characteristics are also important for your life mm-hmm. like you know a very um bleeding pack animal for example you you have these leading um leadership abilities. You have them within you. Yes. And just, you know, just just reactivate these characteristics within yourself, these animalistic instincts that you have them. And you can you can merge with that animal with that energy and you can yeah. bring that energy into life, into your life. Yeah. So that's the the idea behind it. And yeah. it's really cool.
1: You know, I was very um um I, I guess <sighs> I don't want to use the word um, disturbed or bothered or destroyed or anything like that. I was very turned off by a lot of the um, ideas of faith, yeah, um, uh, because of my Catholic upbringing. Yeah, that for many years I couldn't. I, it was difficult for me to um, redeploy um, myself out there and, and and actually really develop a proper intuition mm-hmm. because I found that I, I was just, I was connecting a lot of the things that I should have maybe trusted mm-hmm. with. Uh, blind faith, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that because mm-hmm. I learned it in a way that I think was very negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that I learned it, it was it was very corrosive. And I don't want to go too much into the details, but the the point is, is that sometimes um, realizing that our human animal body yep. and the animal existence out there is billions of who knows i mean i don't even throw numbers out but we're talking there's so much intelligence in there yeah yeah absolutely and for us to just think that there's no truth to that intelligence and to look the other way and think i'm gonna do it better in my little lifetime and figure it out
2: yeah Um, even worse you know taking dominions over animals and plants and just you kind of make them your slaves this
1: is now going into the next part into my radical ideas (laughs) my shotgun blast attempt to try and decipher reality a little bit this is going to be what we're going to start i think our next Weekends program, as I mentioned, we're going to go once a week. We're going to go, we're going to do about two hours each time, right? Uh, okay. And uh, so right now we're not doing Wednesdays because we have a lot of planning and programming and um, renovating <laughs> to do where <laughs> we live. We're
2: sitting here in the middle of a. Pile. Oh yeah, the, the, the camera
1: angle is is very generous. You guys yeah, can't, yeah, you see can't see what's, see what's going around, chaotic us. Stuff yeah, yeah. around us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so. Radical ideas. I came up with this idea because I was thinking to myself with, you know, you turn on the media, you turn on the news. I don't do this. But when I'm at a, a when I'm at a like a, a project, I'm mm-hmm. on a project or about a job site or anything. I did a job recently for the federal police of Germany. And I'm sitting in there um, in one of their like headquarters where we're, we're working in the big security room. And they have the, the 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 like they've hired external. I actually probably didn't even say all this stuff. Let's just say in the security yeah. room.
0: <laughs> are you allowed to say all this? I did not really in,
1: in the security room. They have TV. Yeah. For uh, you know, they have a big group of people who are monitoring all the monitors and stuff like that. And uh, when things aren't as you know in the middle of the night and things aren't happening every two minutes, yeah. uh, a couple of them could watch TV. And there's. But the TV is oh, it, it always has the news mm. on and oh my god for me I'm I'm oh. so desensitized now. me too well, I'm me sorry too. I'm no longer desensitized in the yeah. sense that when I turn on the TV and I start to see yeah. modern day news yeah. it's unbearable me too I, it's I have unreal the same. these people we had this at your yeah uh, my parents your parents Christmas. over Christmas and it's like they turn it on we're just having a nice little coffee yeah. uh, you know cake and all that stuff and they turn on the news and it's just like murder rape like, violence really. <laughs> pedophilia yeah, just horrible. within five minutes, and now you Mike, know, we're you. like
2: happy and it's like, oh my God.
1: Uh, it was brutal. And I'm looking at this <laughs> it and thinking, was awful. I, it, for me, you know, trying to dissect the truth. Yeah. It's and it's just like one thing after another. Yeah. I'm thinking, I can't do this. I asked no, to I mean, turn yeah. it off. I said, yeah. I really like I I it's it's at the point now where it's unbearable. Yeah. It's and that this much. is a normality and the type of content that's coming out of it. Yeah, is talking about all of these big problems yeah, we have. Yeah. So you, with you, you being a CEO of an NGO here in Berlin mm. um, that focuses uh, mostly on um, wildlife bees mm-hmm. and wildlife protection of bees. You know, I think that's yeah. kind of like the way it's kind of biodiversity
2: her, and specifically right. pollinators.
1: Now, her NGO did something wonderful. It's one of my favorite things about when I first came to Germany. Actually, is that NGOs were there was a, it was a firm no. On Mm -hmm. uh, not NGOs on uh, uh, GMOs, GMOs. yeah, exactly. (laughs) No
2: NGOs in Germany.
0: (laughs) This NGO made a
1: firm no on uh, no genetically modified organisms in Germany. A couple decades ago and mm-hmm. stood up her, her her little boss stood up against well, i say little because he's not he's not the biggest guy but <laughs> no, nevertheless i, I mean I'm... him in in metaphorically speaking stood up to monsanto who yeah. came in and said hey we we have we have th- these potatoes and we have this corn we want to bring this into the farms mm-hmm. and all that and, and he went up to uh, to, the, to the federal court and said you can't bring this into our country because if you do then honey and yeah. bees are no longer a natural product.
2: Well specifically honey it was kind of right. a little more complicated you know he was on a on a, one of these um open discussions that you can go to with with a court yep. Yep. and there was a there was a, um um Anwalt, a lawyer. A lawyer, yeah. And so <laughs> both both of them, they're really good friends now. He's one of, part of our institution as well. They met on the toilet.
1: <laughs> and, like in the men's room? Yeah. Were and they both like in their stall and could only see each yeah, other's yeah, feet?
2: Kind of. And Thomas was like, you know, well, we have to do something about this. You know, can't we just like come up with some argumentation that they don't bring in their GMO? And then mm. um, the lawyer said, well, you know, probably... We could do it that way because honey is a natural product and it's not allowed to be genetically modified. Yep. And if you have the bees going onto the mice, f- uh, you know, the corn field. Having this GMO shit on their on their body, they'll bring it into the honey, and yeah. so And there's
1: no way out of it. There's no way out of it, yeah. and that's
2: how they kind of you know that was what did the trick right. that they prevented to bring that stuff in. But now we still mm-hmm. have we have huge discussions about other alternative mm-hmm. genetic modified mechanisms. You know the whole CRISPR cas and all that. So it's oh my goodness, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, hard. it's,
1: it's, it's one of these, it's a Pandora's box. You open it up and it everything is, comes out. And it's out, so right?
2: close to you know just like flooding Germany, and I don't know
1: it has been and you know yeah. the the whole covid shit hasn't helped because now they have this whole idea now of they opened up the genetic modifying gate a little bit saying mm. well this isn't that bad <laughs> and so now they're saying what are they calling it now lightly modified they um, have this whole new terminology for it yeah it's it's brutal and so it's just one of these things like yeah you, you, but you know how true. it is like with a lot of these big companies you give an inch and they'll take a mile and Mm. so you have to be really firm with these kind of things that they don't come in um and so this is why i I created my little shotgun blast idea here yeah my first idea is um okay Let's talk about some of the biggest problems that we hear nowadays. Mm -hmm. And this, like I said, we're going to repeat, I think, a lot of this on the first half of next episode, Mm -hmm. because we're going to go into it in greater detail. That's why I say today is a shotgun blast approach. I'm going to put it on the table. We're going to open it up. (laughs) Any of you guys out there who want to participate, please feel free to do so. Right. Uh, Rockfin, Telegram, Twitch, DLive. Um... And uh, Rockfin, uh, you can ask questions and post comments and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth, and I'll read them up into the menu as well when it's uh, a relevant question. Uh, Podbean, we are in uh, audio form only on Podbean right now. So for all of you guys in the Podbean world, Mm -hmm. you can ask questions and join in and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. If you want to join our Telegram group, Smart Home Stupid People and Smart Home Stupid Chat, (laughs) you can just write a message in there and say, hey, I'd like to call in. It will bring you into the show if you have a cool question and want to be a part of it too. Therefore... Um, all of you guys out there, you now know that we are live and there are many ways to actually participate if you feel like it, because the, the things that I'm going to talk about now, I think are going to be quite controversial. So
0: okay. that being
1: said, I know Maddie's <laughs> preparing herself. She knows when I get controversial, it's proper. Uh, no. Um <laughs> So let's talk about some of the big problems. We talk about, um humans becoming problems on this planet Mm -hmm. and that uh, we need to be controlled Mm -hmm. because um, animals are dying everywhere. uh, Ecosystems are being destroyed. Pollution. And uh, the big thing they love to talk about today is uh, the big ones they like to talk about is... uh, uh, climate change and uh what, what else uh, some of, some other shit that you guys now you hear about all this stuff every day because of your yeah. work so what what are the big ones that you'd say well, are the big ones Well these are the two
2: ones? ones the climate change and the loss of biodiversity
1: Loss of biodiversity and climate change let's yeah. let's kind of put those ones on the table for it's a second It's called
2: the twin crisis
1: and let's talk about what's the problem for a second what 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 is this twin crisis what's the issue why why do we even care about this for example let's just put it mm. into a t- like g- give me like a 30 second elevator pitch as to why climate change and um uh, loss of diversity means anything to us.
2: Yeah, that you know the 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 temperatures increasing, and therefore also you have more often catastrophes on you know floods and um, what is that? Dürre? Uh, so yeah, like a, a, heat a, periods a, and and no water, and that's why yeah. the the crops are going bad, and you we have not enough All food this anymore. Stuff. And the other thing is I'm that. I'm gonna ding
1: you after thirty seconds. <laughs>
2: Okay, what's up? Sorry, thanks. Keep going. Well, the other thing is that, you know, the di- diversity of animals is kind of decreasing because we are creating like two cities and agriculture, monocultures and all that. Oh, Right. We are- having intensified landscapes and so there's no place for them anymore. Anyway, okay,
1: right? so there we go. Uh but but it's funny cuz you say it, the way you say it I think is more agreeable. Um, yeah. but the way that I, I see it presented more and more and more is
2: That it's your fault. All of these
1: bills and all of these regulations have yeah. to come to fruition. the amount of laws that get passed every day. I don't think people really understand what the hell goes on behind our back on mm. a daily basis, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it'd be nice to just kind of like close the law making people for like a couple months and just not have new laws for a while. Just just let it be. And, and <laughs> So the reason why I, I bring this up now mm-hmm. is because climate change, I think that when you put it forth as an idea, it it, it, it comes off with this idea of um, the climate is changing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we can control it. Mm-hmm. There, this is that idea, this yeah. anthropogenic idea yeah, yeah. that whether we're responsible for it or not, that's the big discussion that people like to talk about. The idea of climate change is the idea that we need to control it. Mm-hmm. Number 1, let's just put that on the table for a second, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um let's talk about uh animals. Um the what do you what do you call it? The um the different uh, all the species dec- in decline. Right? Yeah, biodiversity. Biodiversity de- uh, declining, yeah. right? Again, same thing. We humans need to do something about it because of one of two reasons. One, we are responsible for it mm-hmm. indirectly or directly, or that we need to be the ones to control it. So this kind of goes back to that idea of maybe Mm -hmm. why I left Christianity in the past was because one of the big things that happens in the beginning of the Bible, uh, Judaism as well, Mm -hmm. is uh, the dominion Mm -hmm. of man over Mm -hmm. animal and Mm -hmm. and beast. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a very difficult- At all, right? All of it. I think that when you look at the world as a possession, you treat it as such, yeah, right? And this is something you need to ask yourself. How do you feel being your parents' possession? you know are you not your own dude <laughs> I'd, like <laughs> I, I, yeah, I I'd like to think i I'd
0: like to
2: right but it, i definitely know that you know one of the reasons because i have a narcissistic family was you know being a extension of them you know kind of right. of a possession
1: yeah so i'm going to put forth a couple ideas okay. that maybe will solve everything who knows? who knows maybe maybe not okay okay so because my my point is is that the big thing put forth in the media all of these problems just happened recently mm. right and and this kind of goes into that, that that whole idea of everything used to be better in the past. Mm. Uh, not so. You mm-hmm. know, I think there are a lot of great things that happen now. Mm-hmm. And people uh, people just think it's always the generation that they exist in that's horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. It was the same shit. It was the apocalypse is here. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. judgment day is now. Um, and, and so I just kind of want to put the judgment day and the apocalypse perhaps into the future pile. And just assume that we have some more time, right, mm-hmm. until we get there. And let's let's talk about a couple maybe radical things that could be done in order to maybe even um disempower the idea of climate change and um mm-hmm. um what's the word again, the species in decline? Biodiversity. Biodiversity. <laughs> that Maybe these problems won't be problems if we just actually kind of readjust a few things yeah. in our society. Yeah. Maybe we don't actually need to fix these problems. Maybe there are other problems behind them Absolutely. that we should maybe even take more seriously. That's kind yeah, of yeah. why I'm talking about it like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, I wrote down here, how would you feel if we just stopped importing and exporting food? What would happen? All countries. Let's just say, let's just say, <laughs> let's say a thousand kilometers radius. Just, yeah. as, just as a, an idea to play with, right? I'm not, I'm not the type of person that likes to draw a line in the sand and this say this is good, this is bad, mm-hmm. and create heavy borders. I think that we live in the gray zone. But let's just say, as, as a, as an idea, no more importing and exporting of food. What happens to our environment? What happens to mm-hmm. our cl- climate? What happens to our ecosystem and other ecosystems? Let's mm-hmm. explore that for a second. What would happen?
2: Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, what would happen? Just, you know, just, you would have to, a lot of, the, all the transportation would fall away because you're not importing and exporting anymore. Okay,
1: so um, so the trucks will have to, you know, get other... Yeah, so
2: you have less uh They'll have to find new
1: jobs, the <laughs> truckers, or they'll have to find something Maybe else. Maybe the they
2: truck. become farmers. And Maybe they'll so, become farmers, right? Yeah. See,
1: that's a nice way of looking at it. Maybe so, they don't need to drive a truck if they had a garden.
2: And they could have, you know, their family with their garden. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, obviously the food must come from somewhere to feed the people. And if you're not importing it anymore yeah. or you're not making money by, exporting well that's also you know what what were you exporting before obviously there was something growing in your own country what was that and I think that your land that you live in provides everything for you that you need
1: well I want to share a little thing I just right now mm-hmm. tipped into uh, Google I'm mm-hmm. going to bring up uh, studio mode let's see if this works oh no that didn't work oh it does it was going to work mm. uh, I didn't start my NDI hold on a second NDI because the computer crashed earlier And it wasn't happy. There it goes. All right. So I just typed this into Google a second ago. I got to bring it up on this screen too because I want to full screen it. Um, How much food does Germany export? Now we're talking about Germany because that's where Madeline and I (laughs) (laughs) currently reside.
2: That's a new version. (laughs) Madeline.
1: Only five products brought Germany 25% of its food export revenue Mm -hmm. in 2020. Germany exported 350 different foods to 8 uh, 186 countries, earning 80 uh, about so 79.24 billion USD. This is quite a stable figure, and this is just. So,
2: what are these five products then? Uh, I, I
1: went ah, into okay. it. We're talking like uh, um, actually, it's, it's kind of scary when you really get into it because a lot of these products are are going to be like um, petrochemicals mm-hmm. is a big one, mm-hmm. um, and then you know grains and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what are the top three things Germany exports? And obviously, cars is always right up there. Uh, medic uh, medicines is always a big one. Um, vaccines, bloods, toxins—it's crazy. Like when you really look into it. But right yeah. now, I just want to focus on
0: food. the yeah.
1: idea of if we stopped importing and exporting foods mm-hmm. globally. Let's just say that was a bad idea. Let's stop doing that. Mm. That means that you know it's not like we have one part of the world that makes rice for most of the people. It's not like we have one part of the world that produces most of the milk. Mm. It's not like we have one part of the world that does most of the the corn, the wouldn't wheat. It
2: wouldn't make any sense though either.
1: <laughs> it's the way that the world is, devi- is designed yeah. right now. And this is why I wanted to talk about it because naturally what will happen is I-, I would say that 90% of agriculture in Germany would become useless. Mm. It would just stop overnight mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's no reason mm-hmm. to... Export ninety percent plus. I don't know how much it is. I'm just mm. making a figure in my mind. I think it's more than that. We actually, need
2: that much grain for we won't <laughs> need
1: that much for ourselves. Yeah. And, and and so that means that we can start to re diversify yeah. our uh, our our crops that we wouldn't have monocultures in such extreme environments anymore.
2: Yeah, and petrochemical
1: I mean, usage, trucks, yeah. diesel, all that stuff starts to go down. So now you start to see the domino effect.
2: Absolutely, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you start it to all think it's interconnected with each other. Right, and
1: yeah. all of a sudden now this whole greenhouse bullshit thing is all of a sudden not so important anymore mm. all of a sudden we don't need to put facts on the table like the australians just recently did in a in a debate i recently saw mm. where they said what australia is supposed to become co2 neutral how is that supposed to happen mm. right with uh, all
2: the sheep and <laughs> well what he said <laughs> is he
1: said that listen um for all of you guys out there climate uh all uh, yeah, right Was that
2: yeah i was just thinking new zealand was a sheep Sheep, right? New Zealand, yeah, is all
1: sheep. Right. Australia yeah. has a lot of uh, bovine yeah. and sheep as well.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> So
1: just, just as a little figure, and like I said, I'm not trying to put forth an idea too much. I'm starting to just, like I said, I want to look at things from a truthful manner. Mm. And I just wanted to say, most people I know who talk a lot of crap when it comes to everything that needs to be controlled and how people need mm. to be altered in order to make forth a better future. And they start talking about CO2 and climate change and all of this stuff. Now- Pollution, We poll- like people, I think that pollution is something that we need to keep in into pers- perspective. Mm-hmm. What does pollution really mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's something mm-hmm. that doesn't break down and destroys ecosystems. Um, and therefore, big monocultures and, co- and, and and chemicals is probably not the best idea. And, and trucking industries where every time you buy an apple, it's coming from Spain, even though there's an, there's an orchard yeah. two blocks away from where you live.
2: Well, I right? mean, this is the core essence of my work. We know that the solutions are out there. But, you know, there are so strong interests behind keeping up that system, making Mm -hmm. money by importing, by exporting, having this huge agriculture system the way it is. You know, making so much money with pesticides, right. this is over overlapping and it, it kind of, and I, I also would say from these sources, the ideas are put further and further that, you know, we have to change even more. Mm-hmm. Although the solutions are there, we have to go back to a very natural way, you know, um, using the soil, the water, our resources in a yep. way that is self-sustainable, that is uh, renewable that we can back connect with it, you know, having maybe little farms. While we live here, it's actually quite nice because there are still farms, you know? Mm. We can go and we can pick up our eggs from the chicken and all that, and they produce enough for the whole area. Right. And I wouldn't say that they, you know, like are the the worst uh, people creating pollution in that area. Rather the opposite, they it using the land and they're living with the land. And if you have that opportunity, and I think more people should have that opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, spreading more out into the land, going back to, into nature, having more con- uh, connection with it. All these problems, and I'm so sure about this, will solve because it's on a deeper level. As you mm-hmm. said, you know the the reasons are not that we humans are the 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 bad ones. It's more like I think they've have been a, a st- they they have been told us a story that we are, and kind of shaming ourselves into a situation. That we now try to do everything in order to make it right again, yeah. although well, we're just pushing it further and further into the uh, into the wrong direction because we forgot about mm-hmm. these natural religions, these natural ways to con- connect with nature.
1: Well, as you guys can see the title picture that we used today, <laughs> Spiritually Fit and Radical Ideas, this uh, eye in the shopping cart is something that I started playing with a little while ago because it's the eye of God. Mm-hmm. Right, as I learned in religion. Um, and and we have this beautiful forested area. This is actually the area that Madeline and I would like to move into. This is West Germany. Mm-hmm. And um the flaming pyramid and so on and so <laughs> forth, the illumination. Um, I just put that forth as a as as a funny idea because for me, I'm starting to see that uh consumerism is a religion. Yeah. More and more it fits all the profiles of the big three. Yeah. I think it's actually another step of Abrahamism. I think that consumerism. And the idea that you're constantly being watched with everything you purchase and how you move around and mm. all that stuff—it's another part of of, of the same yeah. old story. It's like and-
2: you are a product, and you know it's like businesses try to make as much money as possible. Well, out what of chance
1: this. do you have? Uh, to have a connection to reality when all the major institutions around you are Mm -hmm. built on fundaments that have nothing to do with it and foundations that are not even connected to any proper soil. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of the idea that I wanted to put forth with this little shotgun uh, blast idea. And we're going to get more into the next episode, Mm -hmm. but let's just wrap that first one up. No more importing and exporting of foods, I think would be a very interesting idea because I think that the big reason from what I understand why... All countries import and export food has a lot to do with post World War II remedies. Mm-hmm. That uh, when um, what 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 did what's the big um, a- NGO that was created? Um, doesn't matter. The point is, uh, oh, the UN, the United Nations, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, their first goal, like the first program that they had uh, launching after the late 40s and the early 50s. Um, was what they called a, a, a type of green revolution, where they wanted to make every country dependent on every other country mm-hmm. in order to prevent world wars from ever happening again. And so, this was one of the reasons why actually moving food around is is, is a weapon. It's mm. not it's not actually there to help us eat. It's it's there yeah, yeah. in order control. to ke- to control people f- yep. for whatever reason. And yeah, this yeah. is something that you know with studying the rabbits and any type of life, if you want to change or kill or harm. Yep any type of animal, you can't go out into the forest and hunt them all dead. Mm. All it takes is for a couple to survive and they'll keep going. But if you go into the forest and you eradicate their food source or you control it or taint it, you'd be damn sure they'll all be gone within a few generations. Absolutely. Just
2: take away the essential resources and that's it.
1: And so food is control. Mm. That's kind of the reason why I said no more importing and exporting of foods Mm. removes a big portion of that control structure, which means it's probably never going to happen in the world that we live in. Mm. But we people, we consumers, We can choose. Maddie and I have made a a hard choice, a hard or a firm decision over the last couple of years that uh, we don't buy shit from grocery stores anymore because mm-hmm. we don't trust them anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they put shit in there that we don't want. Um, they at any given time tell us when we could go in and when we can go out and whether we can go in and who could go in, what? you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, what? how you have to dress and all that, so fuck them. So the point is, is that we we, we instead we started looking for a few farms around here and, and uh, we order all of our food through them. We're tr- the next big step is to try and actually grow more food over here. And at the same time, as I mentioned, we want to find mm-hmm. another piece of property with a smaller building on it to have our own cattle, to have our own dairy, to have our own chickens and all that stuff. Yeah. That's how Madeline was raised. She was raised with- In pigs. the barn. Pigs. pigs. Yeah. She was born in a barn there. So I was
2: not born in the you barn. You were born in the barn. No.
1: No, you were born in the hospital, but you were raised in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, But the hospital was probably beside a barn. probably you You know (laughs) you see that i just picture them coming in like putting the pitchfork down there (laughs) and like delivering the baby and going back out to the field all right yep so uh, I think it's a very interesting idea to play with. We just touched on it very topically. Yeah. And, and I loved
2: it as well as a kid, you know, like if I have children, I would love to have these children grown up in mud. Yeah. In amongst chicken, amongst animals, so that they know where does the food come from, you know, we just like have right. a great immune system, playing outside all day, running after the chickens. Right. That would be you know, I love the way I grew up in being in, in nature all the time and I think yeah. I turned out well. From that, <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it's one of the more uh, for you with a lot of the the, the shamanistic approaches and so yeah. on and so forth. I think it's one of the biggest things that you can tie a direct relation to reality with. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so. that is the one thing I want to close up on with you know, okay, so now if we remove the f- the food importing and exporting, mm-hmm. a lot of those climate issues just dissolve. A lot of them, not all of them. A lot of them. Let's yeah, just say the, it's, not, not, it's not a catastrophe already anymore.
2: Change probably, Biodiversity
1: yeah. will obviously change because yeah, now absolutely. we'll have more crops, and yeah. we could we could plant them more responsibly.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, there's a whole bunch. We could even say no more chemicals. And this is why I'm reading that other book right now from Fukuoka mm-hmm. because he said that uh, he. It's a very difficult thing to explain to people, but his yields are better, mm, if yeah. not some of the best in Japan for what he's growing. He's growing yeah. uh, what he calls winter greens, which are um, like um, spelt and uh, wheat, mm-hmm. and he's growing rice, and he's growing citrus fruits.
2: Yeah,
1: And his yields are amazing. And uh, he doesn't use any fertilizer. He doesn't plow. Yeah, He doesn't do any of that shit. He actually yeah. originally sought out to create what's called um, – oh, what's the word that he called uh, in, in the book was um, – uh, not, not caring farming, but not doing farming or yeah, something yeah, like that. It's yeah, like farming yeah, without doing, doing farming. anything. And mm-hmm. so that was his dream because he believed in a fundamental, kind of like a, philosoph- in a philosophical, from his philosophical point of view, he thought that there's so much intelligence in nature and in reality. It cannot yep. be. That we need to, these chemicals and fertilizers no, and plows and tools in order to make food. It can't be. It is an so invention
2: he, to make money from. <laughs> and he
1: spent a huge portion yeah. of his life destroying crops yeah. in order to, like trial and error. He mm. tried to see how little he could do to make the crops grow. Mm. And and he said that the average person, like the average mentality of, uh, of creating something or sustaining something is always like, oh, what else can we do to make it better? Mm. But for him, it's the opposite. It's what can I take away yeah, to yeah. make it more self-sustainable? Yeah, and until until it gets really minimalistic, right?
2: Yeah, I remember um, I I listened to to someone. He's uh, all very famous in Germany. He's like a you know kind of an old man. Also wrote books about um um like herbal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolf, Wolf Stuhl? I, I think I told you about them. I don't know. And so he said, you know, he was once working in a garden. Also has a very shamanic approach to his work. You know, listening to the plants, and he was very upset. You know, he was talking to the tomato plants, and it's like. You know all these things, the problems that we have, so much destruction. You know, animals are tortured and all that. What what you know that makes me so depressed. And what is it about life? And so the mm. tomato was answering. He's like, "Don't you worry. You know, like life will always exist. Always. Yep. You don't need to control. You don't need to do anything. It was just that. And and with that answer, he was in peace. You know, That's he right. was like. Oh well, okay. Well then, just let it, you know, yeah. let it work itself out.
1: Yeah, and this is something that I alluded to earlier, where I said that uh, for me finding uh, faith yeah. was very difficult, and for me I started trusting other things. Yeah, uh, be- developing a type of grounding to reality in my environment. Mm brought me a sense of peace
2: yeah and it w- in, as, you, as you said if you would stop importing exporting people would start to grow their own vegetables their own fruits their own crops and and have their little animals well, and, and this kind of goes to my next point is that
1: um the re- the way that i want to a- a- approach this for myself is i don't care so much as to how what like it, mm. to affect change mm-hmm. it's more that i see this as now being a truth yeah and because of yeah, that yeah, yeah. i'm thinking well i don't need to play along. I'm not going to buy anything anymore that comes from 2,000 kilometers away. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to support it. They don't have access to my wallet (laughs) is the way that I kind of want to see it. And so therefore, in the future, the decisions that I start to make in my life are going to be more and more towards living a life where I don't I have nothing to do with importing mm. and exporting food but see
2: with food. that you're already you know you are part of um, change just by that's taking the point. care of yourself that's my point you know. is that
1: I don't need to destroy um, a, a, a myself mm. in order to affect change on a mass level
2: and that's what I wish instead, for. instead I just yeah. change myself that's what I wish for you know with all my work I can see people are fighting and fighting and spending so much energy while at the same time their life goes to shit you know they're not happy they're spending right. all their energy they're overworked they're stressed they're sick, not changing anything. If if they would have yeah. just focused on their life, what makes them happy, you know, creating their own little world, mm. they would change so much more. Then this goes back to that satanic thing at, that we you know,
1: were talking about earlier. Yeah, um, I think that a lot of people, in order to solve the world's problems, yeah, they actually execute very satanist, s- satanic approaches to do it.
2: Probably, yeah. yeah, right.
1: Very selfish methodologies in order to just get what they want. Mm. Right. So Probably, let's yeah. move on to the next one. Okay. Um, let's try and go for another 10 minutes. Okay, what do we yeah, got? Five, five, kind five, of... five to 10 minutes. Let's All go right. through a couple more ideas. I'm
2: losing my concentration. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. This next one is going to be a difficult one. Okay. And it's going to be a very difficult one, I think, for a lot of people who um, don't like death. Okay. I put down here no more antibiotics. Mm. What does that mean? So let's just put it to an ecological point of view. Before we go into human usage, yeah, we know that uh, our antibiotics are getting into the waterways, mm. and they're causing havoc uh, mm-hmm. within the 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 uh, aqua ecosystems all over the planet. Yeah, we know that bacteria is is uh, thriving yeah. because it's become resistant. Yeah, we know that big pharma. Doesn't make a lot of money on antibiotics, but they make a lot of money on the infrastructure that supports antibiotics. Mm,
0: okay.
1: Um, and so, therefore, the, the the part that goes with no more antibiotics is also no more synthetic or chemical medic- medicaments. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a bit of a gray zone, because mm-hmm. what does it mean to be synthetic and chemical in mm-hmm. today's world is a very difficult thing to say. But, yep. And even antibiotics, you know, we, we consume foods that actually have naturally occurring tetracyclines in them, if that's the correct word that I'm thinking of. Uh, that's a type of antibiotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From um, the, the fermentation the willow, of right? Yeah, fermentation yeah. of certain foods and fruits and so on and so forth. Yeah, there
2: are natural antibiotics out there. Absolutely. So it's just like the chemical stuff is assembling. Right. To these kind so of- uh,
1: again, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to draw a line in the sand and say evil <laughs> and good, but you I'm know? definitely trying to say... Um,
2: How to would me, the world look like? <laughs> well,
1: I'm just saying I won't use antibiotics in my life. Yeah. Unless it's fucking
2: death. Like, yeah.
1: I have to be really close to death. Yeah, It's yeah. not going to be because my, my my throat hurts. It's not going to be because <laughs> I have a, a little pussy lung infection, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just saying there are... The the, the the reasons why we go towards antibiotics is because we live life carelessly and do things that make us weak. Um, You know, go outside. And so I want to say a story that I heard recently of, via Neil Kramer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Kramer is a... I would say, modern-day philosopher, right? Mm-hmm. And I've yep. been listening to him for years. He's fantastic. If any of you guys want to see what he's doing, neilkramer.com, type in his name. Yep. Awesome Romecast that he has going on. And in his last Romecast, which he called Scum, he talked about uh, a fellow he had met in Northwest uh, US. Neil Kramer's originally from North uh, UK, mm-hmm. Britain. Uh, well, I mean, he's not Scottish, but he's right below Scotland. He's in, in England, uh, where he's originally from. And now he lives up in um, Washington State. And so he met a fellow uh, who was a Native American from the Makah tribe. Mm-hmm. And this guy told him that um, when he and his his uh, tribe members or people of his, uh, of his upbringing and belief go hunting, <clears throat> they have to purify themselves. Yep. In order to be worthy yep. to go hunting, all of their their bows, their tools, their arrows, nobody else is allowed to touch them because it drains um this this essence from their tools mm. that uh you know takes away from it. He says that he has to mm-hmm. bathe in the river every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. in order to join and, yep. and become more Part purified. And the reason why I say this, become more righteous, let's say it that way, right? Yeah. And he and the guy from the Macaw tribe said that um, it gets to the point where, when the animals who want to cross over mm. um, are ready, to, are ready, so. they will choose yeah. to do so through you. Yeah. And if you, because they will see you as um, a part of, of of their of the end of their life and the start of their next. Yeah. And this is a again, this is a very hard idea for a lot of people to take mm. into consideration that these types of ideas can be real. Yeah. Right. But I know, you know, I bathed in the, in the river. I actually got Maddie to come in with me a couple of weeks ago over the Christmas break. And uh, that was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) So I I go in there like when it's like minus 10 outside, I I put a hole in the, in the, in the ice and I, and I go in with my friend uh, who lives around the corner and we have a jolly old time. I brought in Maddie, and she thought she was having a heart attack. She was she was so shocked by the by the extreme cold. I immersion. went in
2: straight, and was I was really you know mighty. And <laughs> she did a great job, right? Kind of like, but she uh, wanted to swim, and I was like, the the cold water was hitting my chest, and I was like, <gasps>
1: yeah. But but the, the the funny thing though is I was trying to express that it's not trying to power through the situation that's going to make it work. Mm. It's relaxing into it. Yeah. And allowing it to just. I had be. no heart attack, you
2: know. She had no heart
1: attack. But the point is, is that that's the that's that counterintuitive idea about going into cold water is mm-hmm. it's about relaxing into it, mm-hmm. not fighting through it. It's it, it, it and and that fighting through it is the kind yeah. of the way that we approach hunting and farming and uh, harvesting and all of this stuff. It's, yeah, it's just a,
2: putting forward your opinion, your idea, and something this that you want, fight. right? Just well, also just yeah. that, that 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 dominating energy that. You know, you wanted to mm-hmm. have it your way. Whereas you could step back a little steps and think maybe there's another way that right. would work much better and, yep. you know, easier and also bring you more peace and happiness at the end. As you said, you know, I heard about these kind of ways too when when I think also with the Ainu, they had a very intense um, connection with bear. They have a bear colt and all that. Mm-hmm. And really, really bringing yourself into that state of thankfulness and and communicating with these animals that mm. you know obviously they have to live from something they have to eat but but but
1: choosing how to spread suffering
2: yeah yeah and also working with nature you know seeing what kind of animal is ready to to die is ready yep. to to give its life in order to create new life and yep. maybe go into another form after that so how how can you facilitate that that's life cycle these mm-hmm. life cycles
1: yeah, I like it. And, and this is something like we were talking about earlier. When you look at a lot of natural religions, you'll see this being actually something that is often reoccurring. Yeah. This idea of being righteous enough to hunt. Yeah. You know, it's not just because you're 16 and you can hold the bow. Yeah. It's, and it's not like just because you know how to thing, shoot. Right?
2: You want to go out there and you want yeah. to shoot and you want to show what kind exactly. of a cool guy you are. Right. But it's about feeding your, your family and your tribe.
1: Being a part of uh, the energy cycle. Yep. Right is another way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So again, with the uh, no more antibiotics, synthetic or chemical medications, I think this is a very big thing because to me, when I think about world before mm. chemical synthetics and even antibiotics, we mm-hmm. go before World War II, like I, I, 1948, I believe, is when uh, um, antibiotics were developed. I, I'm not so sure. <laughs> around around there, and uh, my, um, my 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 great uncle. He died as a child in the 40s in Mm. Germany and um, he died because he stubbed his foot Mm. while swimming. And his foot got infected. His mm-hmm. blood became septic, and he died. And he was like eight. And um, my, uh, my 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 great grandfather, he uh, became so depressed that he uh, killed himself. Mm-hmm. And so, like again, this is the life that we used to have. That was normal. It was normal that if you had, you'd have five kids, and one or two would die yeah. by, before the age of five. Yeah, and that was normal life. Up until the end of the forties, mm. and so this is my point: so is that death the,
2: was more part of life. Death I guess was I, more part of life, yeah. and this is
1: my point as well for a couple reasons. Now, um, getting rid of antibiotics, synthetics, and chemical medications mm. uh, would return us to that, and and it'll do a couple things. One, another big thing that you guys talk about with the climate change. Is the amount of people there are on the planet. Mm. And I hate to say it like that in the sense that if we just stopped taking antibiotics and stopped giving them to kids, mm. 30% of them would die the way that they were originally, you know, meant to in a, in an ecosystem that functioned. And yeah. I don't want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. It came off a little bit weird. But the point is, is that um, a lot of people who uh, were, let's say, ready to go are now being carried on, mm. right? I know a lot of people who have survived cancer and so on and so forth and they're horrible people 10 years later and they're just uh, they're just kind of like dicks to have around yeah. and today we live in a world where it's like one out of two people get cancer nowadays it's stupid but if you live to be 60 mm. and my point is is that if we didn't have these easy pills to just opt out of having an infection then maybe we'd think about our health more often maybe we'd think about the cycle of life maybe we'd respect death yeah. a little bit more and, and and not turn it into a product.
2: Yeah, I agree on that level that it would definitely, you know, have a different, you would have a different view on everything mm. and might also just bring it from a shamanic point of view again <laughs> that illnesses are, you know, they're not coming out of the blue. There are, right. like, there is a reason for that and just fixing them by taking a pill um, won't cause, like, won't really... Um, like cause the root, ca- cause the root problem, yeah. like as you said, you know, cancers are kind of the last last point of the the warning signs, you know, you were, already had a lot of warnings before probably, yeah. but you not you were not changing Stress, your life. You were just keep going and yeah. you were not looking at it. So at the end of it, you were like, oh my God, now I have cancer. What can I try in order to... Now I want to you know, fix my all life. Of the, all of a sudden yeah. you were like ready yeah. to, because you were afraid of, of, of yeah. you, now you can see the end coming, right? Yeah. But it doesn't need to be that, I, yeah. that, 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 it doesn't need to go that far. That's why like I personally don't take any... You know, pills and medicaments, whatever I have, I always look from a from a different point of view to it. What is it that, you know, mm-hmm. this illness wants to tell me? What is it behind it? And as you said, also, if you have the idea of reincarnation, that there are souls coming mm-hmm. and going, you know, that some people are just stayed for like a couple of years. Although it's so hard for for us to accept that when you have children dying maybe this was the, their plan you know this is how they wanted to to have it again right. this is like you know i know this is hard specifically for it's, people who had it in their life it, right? it, that's and, what
1: i want to say is i i've i've seen it firsthand yeah. uh and, and i know it's not easy to talk about it. you know i know Absolutely people yeah. who uh depend on synthetic and chemical drugs to survive yeah. and function and honestly like i mentioned is that if we talk about the the big problems like that i saw on the tv mm. the 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 climate change and the word that I keep forgetting—the
2: <laughs> loss of biodiversity. The
1: loss of biodiversity. Let's just talk about that for a second. We mm-hmm. take away antibiotics and synthetics and chemicals. Okay, so taking away chemicals and synthetic drugs and antibiotics means they're no longer getting into the waters. They're yep. not getting into the environment. You don't no need longer, to do
2: to test them anymore. We're not
1: creating the chemicals anymore. A yep. lot of those factories and plants can just go away. That mm-hmm. means that that and again, like I said, the human population uh, will will rebalance itself in in, in with with its environment pre 1950s right Mm. and whether that be true or false being the solution i'm just saying that when you really look at uh, these big problems that we have today and you say okay you know what maybe we can just walk away from the medical industry and accept death and i'm and i'm saying it in the way that for me that's what i want to do in my life I want to live a, a, a more potent and powerful life finding a real connection to life mm-hmm. and not relying on a death cult uh, to to help prop me up. So for yeah. all of you guys out there take this as you will, <laughs> right? <laughs> you probably but, will. <laughs> but for me in my in my new let's say in my spiritual fitness and mm-hmm. my in my uh, search of truth this is something that I want to cut out of my life. I don't mm. want I like I mean I've, I've already cut it out, but I want I want to just reaffirm and say that I'm I'm more willing to die mm. and 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 die happy than mm. to to go to another doctor and say give me a pill.
2: Yeah, also giving up that responsibility to someone else, you know, you are responsible of your health of of your well-being and just you know That's going right. somewhere and, and and giving it a quick fix um but yeah i i under, i understand that also for mm-hmm. me sometimes you know it's hard to to put these ideas forward but i applied it to my life as well and i realized that it made me much more Understanding of myself, you know, I'm listening way more to my body. I understand if there are illnesses. Right. What is that? So you have the cure within you. You don't need these pills. And I, I'm convinced about that because I experienced it many times in my own life. Right. That there's everything Me we too. need out there, yeah. you know, plants, medicine, or uh, the, you have also a very strong healing power yourself if you're willing to look at where these problems come from. And I can tell you, it's not is not that at, as easy as people tell you, like the, mm-hmm. the doctors, you know? It's not like, oh, something just appears like that and then you take a pill and it's gone. It's mm-hmm. not like that.
1: No. And, and th- th- this is the thing too, is like what I'm trying to really do with this thought experiment yeah. is to paint a different picture and say, Yeah, is just this? like
2: giving and some s- and and just say, food of thought.
1: Look at this. What do you think? <laughs> thought, what? Yeah. yeah, food for thought. <laughs> That's what's right. Um, <laughs> the th- So the last point that I wanted to bring up today for my shotgun uh, approach of solving the <laughs> world's problems is... uh. No more limited liability. I think we can just all agree that we don't need that. Mm. Well, agree or not, I don't care. Mm-hmm. The point is, is I can agree with myself that I think that limited liability, not necessary. Mm-hmm. Limited liability is a form of uh, company, mm-hmm. right? When you create a company, like uh, in Germany, we have the uh, GmbH, GmbH, N-C-O-K-G, and, and, mm-hmm. and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to actually create a company... Where the people involved are not directly responsible for the reactions of the company. Yeah. To me, it, it, it's it's a red flag. It's an immediate red flag, and it was originally created uh to 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 bring forth a couple public services for people building a bridge, you know, uh, building a, sh- a a ship, you know, something that like would be out of the reach of a couple people uh and their wallets and their responsibility, and so th- you know. We have things that are called in Germany public corporations, where if the German government provides, I think, more than 50 or 70 percent of the income to the corporation, they become a public corporation Mm -hmm. and owned and dictated uh, by the the government. Um, Whereas now, again, the idea of actually having a company and being responsible for whether it goes sour or not is, I I definitely think, a good idea. Mm -hmm. I think that from what I've seen in my life, uh, you know, when you talk about the McDonalds and the WalMarts, how callous and shit they are. Their their food suck, Their products suck, and yet they're everywhere.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. It goes
1: to show you that limited liability and the ability to create corporations under that guise has brought forth a a, a a very hideous truth, and that is that even if you don't need it, you don't want it. It has no place in this ecosystem. It'll still mm. be there. And that's, and that's kind of scary. So for me, like, I don't shop at these places. Obviously, yeah. that's kind of like my first way, uh, my first opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I it was really because. surprised to see coming here uh, years ago to Germany, how much Germans loved like Nike and, F- and Reebok and all these. Yeah,
2: crazy. it has to do with our, you know, uh, our history, like me growing right? up in uh, East Germany. Like we had nothing like that. Uh, we had no commercials. And, and so it was like a
1: symbol you know, of freedom almost. <laughs> McDonald's to you. I've heard that from many East Germans that McDonald's was like a symbol of freedom to them. Well, yeah, it was a capitalism. symbol of
2: of of um you know progress of of modern life of the west Western life. Everything was just so colorful, and in in East Europe uh, East Germany, we just had like, you know, two choices of 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 juice or you know there was not like huge
0: <laughs> huge things. But you I knew it was like, juice.
2: Yeah, right? well, you know that was uh, i remember that really yeah. well and once the wall came down and we were able to really see all these things experience that we i went with my Parents, you know, to McDonald's mm. because I wanted to try it and I, I liked it. It was also
1: it was, yeah, it, it was salty and sweet. You, yeah, know? you yeah, know, back in the nineties, like, this
2: was absolutely something you never had that before, <laughs>
1: right? But it's funny so, now to, to see the industry to know that like okay, well the chickens are fucking clone chickens that uh, they, they 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 live in little cages and uh, yeah. barely, and don't get to to really live a life. That, and you uh,
2: ingest all this this fear and all these bad uh, energies the, the, that the, within them, I, right? Again,
1: yeah. the antibiotics put into the animals that then we yeah. eat and we piss out and so on and so forth. All of these things, you know, there's a domino effect that I'm trying to just look at for a second and say, okay, limited liability is gone, antibiotics are gone, uh, and um, exporting and imports of food. Mm. What would the world be like if we just Mm. got rid of those three things? It would Mm. be so different. Yeah, It would be immensely different. Because when I talk about, you know, no more synthetic and chemical medicaments, the reason why I say that's not because I have a really big thing against them existing. Mm. More than I have a big thing against the institution that creates them. Mm-hmm. Just imagine Big Pharma gone. Yeah. Just imagine Monsanto gone. Pfizer, more animal gone.
2: cruelty and all that, right?
1: A lot of these things will just disintegrate. And and yeah. you know the and 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 actually, it's very easy to say. Let's when if everybody did this, then we'll be good. And then so this is where politics comes into place, where they start to force mm. people to just do that, and it never works.
2: No, it has to be a personal decision. Just as we, you know, I think maybe we just like sum it up right now as yeah. a, these ideas just are also for you out there to maybe think about next or this year. What so is did it? you
0: did
1: you like the ideas? I I, I didn't uh, I didn't prepare Madeline for this. <laughs> I, I just put this out. Just just want to ask you because I. Um, so what do you what do you think? You know, from from your point of view as a biologist, yeah, uh, is 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 this something that if this were to be a reality? Is this a step forward or a step backwards? I
2: would, I would think it's a step forward because it would bring us way closer again to our real to environment. To, yeah, our, that's how I feel. to nature, to living with animals, with plants, with ourselves. To so it's not just foolish. Just, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> but right? I also, I'm, I would consider myself, you know, to to thought like I eradicate a lot of my my impressions how I I should be beliefs and, and all that, beliefs yeah. and all that. So I'm I'm pretty pretty, I don't know how you say that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I I would also feel like, you know, I would, this is how I live my life already. You know, I like, as you said, we're getting our food from the farms here. We try to grow our vegetables ourselves and growing up myself on the farm. I always Mm -hmm. had that connection and I was never so sick that I needed, you know, this kind of medicaments. And even if there was something, I was always looking first into like, you know, other <clears throat> other ways, sorry, plant medicines, alternative stuff. And it always, always helped me. Yeah. And even, you know, I face, I like, I take death as something that can happen to me every day. And it's not, it not, it's not making my life worse, but more, you know, the opposite is making it better. Because mm-hmm. then I see that my life is limited here in, in that, you know, just as I'm here, incarnated that way. So I make better decisions. Mm. I focus more on the things that are really important to to myself. So, of course, sometimes I also lose the sight of it. But these thoughts always bring me back. And I think just prolonging life, you know, as long as you can, but... But not reliving it. So what is the point that's of it? That's my.
1: That's you know. That's the big thing. You know, when I when I said earlier that I would be more comfortable to die than to uh, undergo mm-hmm. treatment, that has a lot to do with it. I've seen that with some people, like um, um, even my father. You know, he he, he had leukemia mm. two decades ago, and he's no, no one's home. You know, I mean, like I think yeah. that the treatment really destroyed something in him that never came back afterwards. Yeah, yeah right? And um, I, I, one of my best friends growing up, uh, he, he died of brain cancer. And it was really sad for me to see that, like, you know, the good ones die. Yeah. And then I, I see a whole bunch of other people that survive cancer, and they're yeah. just not really human anymore. Yeah, And so maybe,
0: you know, mm.
1: in my opinion, I'd rather just go. And I'd rather, as you mentioned, live life up until then, instead of constantly focused on focusing on prolonging life focus on yep. living life. Well also accepting you know, that you
2: know this is part of it and again I think you know it must be really hard for people who lost their children but I can also from my own experience um I, I kind of had that situation as well maybe not in you know like it was not a grown up child but but yeah it was still there that um these experiences bring you also more into spirituality and and connect you more with with life. When these things happen, and you really take life not only for not for granted, but you you cherish it and you you cherish yeah. every moment of it because you don't know how long it will last, and um, to right. to yeah. just you know cling onto it as as much as you can, I think creates suffering.
1: Well, and this is kind of like why I mentioned the idea earlier with the logo that we used for this episode. Yeah. It's a, a type of consumerism mm. of wanting to prolong life and not live it. Right, to to think that life is your potent, your possession as if it was something that yeah. you bought off the counter, and that you need to go to a <laughs> store and to buy tools in order to prolong it, and yeah. that other people are responsible for your so health and well being and nice, existence. It's, yeah. it's consumerism,
2: it's a good way to see it. Yeah, yeah that's how true. I see it. It's know? true. Whereas I think it's the opposite you know, you consu- you can consume life yourself. Like, I, I would say maybe it's a w- way of consuming. I mean, it's not the right word. I would more say experiencing. You know, you yeah. experience life through consuming. Of course, we have to consume. We have to eat. You know, we have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's it's more about that.
1: Yeah, but so. we can eliminate consumerism, consuming as a as a form of religion. <laughs> yeah.
2: So let's sum things yeah, up and wrap things uh, uh, up for
1: today. I think mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a fantastic first episode of 2023.
2: Definitely have something to think about. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, like as I mentioned, we're going to be here same time uh, next week.
2: Sunday,
0: yeah.
1: Sunday, that's six PM our time, and uh, we're gonna keep going with these ideas, but we're gonna go more into some of the, uh, let's say, details mm-hmm. of what they mean and 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 what it actually uh, entails. You know, what 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 kind of uh, as we mentioned, is it a step forward, or is it a step back? For mm-hmm. me, I'm gonna pl- start planning my life more in this direction. Yeah. And uh, I'll keep you guys posted as, as to whether it becomes a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and every, everyone can decide for themselves, even if it's still out there, you know, even we have still this world. You can still decide mm-hmm. to live a world as if this was not existing, you yep. know, as if this would be already a reality for yourself, if that's something. This is
1: the, I think this is now, when we talk about the first thing we mentioned, uh, humans being ecosystem engineers, we have this amazing ability to manifest right we can man- and this is this comes out in our cre- creativity whether it be music and art mm-hmm. and all this stuff and we can use that fuel to manifest a world that we want to live in yeah absolutely and i th- i still say and i think that it starts with me uh, I'm not really too concerned on trying to always, push these it ideas. Always starts I'm, with yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I enjoy bringing it out and putting it on the table, mm. and I welcome criticism. If any <laughs> of you guys out there think this is an awful idea, please <laughs> tell me about it. Right? It's. 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 This is one of these things today in this whole safe space bullshit that is just not conducive towards truth or reality. Yeah,
2: everyone just walking on eggshells and they're afraid all the of saying anything that oh, they yeah. also something. Maybe just to to wrap it up or again also video I, I listened to Eckhart Tolle today is like it's so nice you know in this world uh, like it, it, it took a lot to destroy your reputation back then when you had no no internet yeah. but today is only you know you only need one twitter tweet <laughs> <laughs> in order to destroy everything
0: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
2: I really like that yeah.
1: oh man <laughs> yeah alright so this has been another right. great episode of smart home stupid people yeah my name is Iris Feldman.
2: I'm Madeline Ziege. <laughs>
1: there we go so I hope I gave you guys something to think about Um, I hope this conversation has been something that can perhaps maybe um
2: change something for the better or you know just like maybe open up a little more space in your life and bring something more joyful in it whatever i think because that's our intention maybe some of these ideas might sound radical or you know even evil (laughs) i think um the most important thing is always the what's your motivation behind that Mm -hmm. and what is your your intention and I would say and I know that from Aries as well that our intentions are are like to create a happy healthy life not only for for ourselves but also for our environment
1: and something I've been learning more and more about the permaculture studies that I'm doing right now is that when you create the environment where life thrives Mm. it always rewards yeah and so the the idea that sustainability is a good thing yeah I think is horseshit I think that uh a, a, a healthy ecosystem and environment isn't sustainable.
2: It's renewable, right? You well, not even like...
1: renewable. It's productive. It it yeah, it, it creates.
2: Yeah, productive. Yeah,
1: right. Yep. Uh, re- renewable is like if, if, if you were to ask just, like, how our relationship is and I say it's you know it's sustainable it's not good <laughs> it's not good at all
2: I, I would say my parents have a sustainable relationship right
1: but then if I say no our relationship is enthralling it's uh, it's expanding yeah. you know it's generating yeah. it's it, all these generating all these life, things right? that are coming now into mind other words that are just sustainable is like an equal sign of, of
2: well of, it's not you know it's not getting better but it's also just not getting worse like, it's almost <laughs> so, it's, it's just almost like, like always, sterility, yeah, exactly. Always the same. Yeah, it's All right, true. guys. Good way to see it. All right. Jen, so, have, ha- a uh, have a beautiful Have a beautiful rest of the week yeah.
1: and uh, come and talk to us in the Smart Home Stupid People chat and or Smart Home Stupid People channel on uh, Twitter, a uh, Twitter. On Telegram, we are not on Twitter, and (laughs) we are not on Facebook. So uh, this is more of an exclusive party over here. Instagram, (laughs) whatever, all that stuff. We're just not interested in it right now. No. Hey, maybe we will be later, but not right now. No. All right. All right. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Bye bye. See you next week. Bye bye.